You're about to witness a seismic event. Talk brunch where the geeks are all baby faces. Now, let the party begin. Live, start the countdown. Three, two, one. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here we go once again. Welcome to Talk Brunch Live, episode 345. You've had a long week with us, a lot of stuff happening in the first week of the new era of wrestling. I'm your host as always, Rick Dar, a.k.a. Captain Brunch. And I'm joining you this October 7th, 2019, with my co-pilot, co-host, Mr. Destin Frazier. Yo, I had Tyson Fury, Joe Gray, and then I watched Willie lose 30,000 brunchables in one shot. Damn. 30,000, really? I wasn't <laughs> looking at the room, man. Holy crap. I told you to stop betting so high. That is, that is harsh. See, that's, the, that's the addiction of gambling. That's what these loot boxes and shit are out there for. It's to screw you and get you to aim high and hit low. Willie, Willie, don't you ever buy NBA. Don't you do it. All right, well. I would like to say we have a lot of news. We have some news. We have ratings and updates as far as what's happened. But really, we've been with you the entire uh, the entire week. So, you know, it might not be as much as usual. But I always say that, right? And we wind up here until like 5 in the morning. So we'll have to see. Uh, that being said, shout out to our chat room. We got Mr. Kula Ice in there, 305. Stasis Dream, Six Slayer, Willie V2, Emang, Serial Adam, 52354, Dustin Benoit. Strider 4 and Brother Dean 2010 just joining us. How's it going, man? And also those of you listening to the live broadcast over at the dot com. And of course, the rest of you who listen to us on demand via iTunes, Stitcher and all other popular podcatcher apps. We're available on every major digital audio provider, including SoundCloud. Just search Talk Brunch. You can visit TalkBrunch.com for that, plus our social media links, as well as replays of all of our content. So we were a little late today because uh, I had to tell Destin the kind of jokes that aren't even appropriate for our airwaves about things happening in my everyday life. <laughs> yeah, I know that, that's, a, that's a terrible tease because I can't tell any of you guys either. You're going to be like, what were the jokes? But yeah, there were just some some funny things happening in my life where it's like there's opinions that we have that with SJW stuff we're not allowed to uh, to share. But uh, Well, not allowed. It's just we got better shit to do. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the the conversation, just in summary, because I can't oh. get in trouble for this, but I just I just had to explain to Destin, which he knows, everyone knows mine, you know, I, I have a, I guess I could say I have a black co-host, so I can get away with this somewhat. But we just had a discussion <laughs> yeah, about, and I'll be careful with the way I say it, with my preference in my particular dating ethnicities. That's what I'm going to say. And my reasons behind it. Good enough, right? I think anyone with imagination knows exactly <laughs> what the hell. <laughs> You know, this explained. You were as cautious with that as you possibly could be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Very cautious. Oh. Very, very cautious. Yo, you were Mr. Rogers' neighborhood PC with that. You... <laughs> 
But I couldn't, like, anyway, whatever the story was, I told him, like, it wasn't something that on the air, you know, it angered some people. So it was like, you know, let me just take a few minutes, whatever, it's our show, fuck it, and just tell you this funny story, which, uh, which I did. Oh. I'm just explaining why we're late. I can't give the, can't give up the story. Anyone I'm who saying me appreciate some people in your life. That's all I tell you. Yeah. Appreciate the people that you have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Six Slayer put on, I forgot to put on my notification for the, uh, alert. Oh. Now it's on though. But, uh, thanks for the whole Six Slayer. But yeah, oh man, we already had fun before we got on here, and then I was like, I feel like I'm cheating everybody by not, uh, oh my god, by not uh, being on the air talking about stuff, you know. What we need is to have like a after hours actual show that I guess wouldn't be on every platform because some platforms would kick us right off. But we need to have like maybe a special or an after hour show where uh, we can just basically be unhinged. We can like completely yeah. Dave Chappelle this shit. Because that's what Damn, we do. Like, like, literally, I hate to tell you guys, but before we get on and after we're off, if we stay on the air, like that literally, that's really when all of the, all, all of the hinges come off and all of the straps are loose and then it gets crazy. What, what, what your Curtis actually used to say, that's when the chains come off. It's, it's nuts. Like, we're, we're really, t- <laughs> like the level of restraint that we show. And I'm saying this because I, I know any longtime listeners know we've become a lot more casual. We were, it was a lot more formal of a show early on, but, uh, We've even unstrapped those hinges a little bit more this season. And even with that, the restraint that we show with certain opinions of certain things. <laughs> Some of y'all. <laughs> Some of y'all have no idea how bad it gets when that fucking button clicks off. Some of you probably wouldn't even be here still. Oh, <laughs> Some of y'all that told y'all mama. You're like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm out. Oh, but yeah, we're just having yeah, yeah, we'd have been the boys. We, you, yeah, this is Marvel. We'd have been the boys. <laughs> wow. You know, it's funny. <laughs> I was, when I was uh, going through all my boxes and packing everything and sorting all my stuff, um, lo and behold, sitting there was the whole boys graphic novel. Heck no. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'll, sh- I'll send you a picture later. I'll put it on my Instagram. I don't know what it was doing there, how I have it. I mean, like I said, I dealt with a lot of comic culture and had a lot of comic friends, worked at comic stores. It could have come from anywhere, but I had like a box full of graphic novels. And at the time, with it out, with it out being a show, might have been something that I, that I got or the art interested me. I asked my other friend who gave me some comics. He was like, no, I don't know either, you know, but, uh, yeah, I just saw it and I was like, wait a minute, this is the fucking boys thing that I was watching. Like, who would have thought there was a point where before this was like known, something about it interests me. It could have been out of Comic Con, I just bought it as an extra book, but yeah, it was sitting right there. Mint condition. Pretty much. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, I found a few yeah. a few nice gems that I'll we might have to start doing giveaways, as a matter of fact, because I can't right. keep all my graphic novels, all these comic books, I have fantasy novels and stuff. I always say to, but then I forget. We might have to just start doing giveaways. You can take the shit for all I care. <laughs> you know, like, it's just way too much. Yeah, but we, we definitely, one of these days, we have to do, like, almost like an off-the-hinge or, like, a shoot episode just for shits. Yeah, it's funny. That one, that one, getting, that one just can't go everywhere, though. I'm getting 50-50 on it from our, from our staff, our actual roundtable staff. Whenever we talk about doing the shoot show, it's like... We keep it anonymous, but there's there are many of you vocal who would love it, and then there are many of us from the inner circle that are like, ah, they don't need it. They feel there's an opinion, there's a popular opinion. Um, if the people that are, feel that way want to ever come forward with it, I'll, I'll let them do it. But there's a popular opinion that at this point, the listener, because we, you know, we, we're not the biggest community, but I think we're the best. There's a theory that at this point, the listener demographic that we have 
is the opposite of what what WWE would consider the raw demographic in the sense that they feel like they have to explain everything out. Like there's a theory that our our guys pretty much know everything shit wise yeah. are smart enough to be able to pick the pieces and assess the real deal that doing anything like that is just kind of like what what's even the point like the the demographic you're catering to is pretty much in the know and smart enough to fill in the blanks properly if you know them as well as your faith that you do and i do oh yeah everybody here tends to you figure know? stuff out pretty I, easy. I feel like i know most people personally on some level or another enough that if there was anything that they needed to know or wanted to know they would ask me they'd feel comfortable asking me whether it be in messenger or whatever and uh i'd feel comfortable enough telling them because i don't really hide anything so i thought about the shoe thing and it was like maybe the reason it's not necessary is because everybody knows as much as they want to or need to know and yeah. uh and I'm completely good with that. It actually takes away from the content, the fact that we waste time on, oh, this is why this happened, or this is why we made yeah, this change that and that change. I mean, if they're listening and paying attention, they might have a general idea why certain changes were made. You know, some the some of the last final decisions that led us to this two man uh team were mine. You know, and, and you and I'm sure some of you understand that. Yeah, and so far nobody complains. So <laughs> I'm certainly not. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. All right. Well, first story of the night that we're gonna open with is the new WWE 2K20 Step Inside gameplay Ooh. trailer. Yeah, you're probably more excited about it than I am, but that's still cool. You know? Yeah, 13, them- uh, 13 more reveals through just this trailer alone. Yeah, and, and the thing is, uh, at this point, I should get excited because no matter what, I buy it and stream it on here. <laughs> so it's like I should right. try to have some sort of celebratory thing about it. But yeah, here it is. Let's unpause this. The trailer. The countdown continues. So yeah, a lot of uh, interesting things. One of the biggest things right out right away, we get our first look at the fiend. Yeah, which I wasn't even sure if he was going to make it into the game. So I'm very grateful for that. Yeah, another big thing. Tommaso Champa has returned. Officially, he uh, was confirmed uh, via the gameplay trailer. Wasn't he one of the people that somehow wasn't in it last time? Yeah, it was either with Champa, it was either the cold deal with uh, NXT Stars contracts at the time, or the fact that he was hurt when they were scanning and signing off everybody. I know that I know the contract thing was the case with Nikki, but um, yeah, Blackheart's back. <laughs> There's also a uh, Tony Storm was also featured um, in, in that um, trailer as well. So a lot of the NXT UK people are going to be here this year. Yeah, they're, um, they're definitely more generous with the roster. Not that, uh, not that Ukes, I believe Ukes had it first before it went over to, uh, 
Take Two, right? Or am I, I don't know. Yeah, I yeah from Two K. Confused. Yeah. yeah, right. Well, um, when those guys did it, like it's not like the thing was bad in regards to stuff like that, but it just sort of felt like uh, we get more of a variety in the roster now that it's been taken over. Yeah, and a big deal when it comes to the legends. We saw that uh, Jerry Lawler for the first time since WWE 12 is going to be in the game. Which mm-hmm. that was a surprise because I didn't expect him to pop up. Yeah. What the hell is the bot malfunctioning in there? I think it just took an update, so I think the bot's screwing yeah. us over tonight. I'll do the tweets manually later on. Asshole bot. Come on now. Yeah, right? <laughs> stop that. Tyson Fury, stop touching that bot. But no, I'm going. Tyson Fury. <laughs> I'll get, save those for Raw. But, I uh, get a hashtag on that guy. You know, I couldn't get a hashtag on him. I was putting hashtag TY, waiting for it to finish. To hashtag TYS, hashtag TY. You got all the way to T S O N. You got all the way to the last Y before it was like, wow, you're not trending. Even for Braun, who's not like the most popular, I was like hashtag B R A. I'm pretty sure like, you can find oh, a hashtag for Hawkins. <laughs> yeah, you can probably you can probably find a Chad Hawkins hashtag. Okay, that that's pretty sad. But um, yeah, and of course one of the other um. At least for me, one of the interesting things is we got to look at um, the, some of the original characters. That uh, red creature we saw, that was gonna, that's going to be Bowler's uh, supernatural demon king. And we also got to look at uh, Wicked Aleister Black as well. A couple of the originals arenas is what it looks like. So we got little sneak peeks into that Bump of the Night DLC. Yeah. Yeah, we mentioned the detail about what that was all about before. But I'm glad they're doing it. Yeah, so basically this version, in this game, we're going to have three versions of Finn Balor. The standard one, the demon, and then now this demon king. Mm-hmm. Which they do look a lot better in the gameplay than just a regular little graphic. So it's definitely good, because even Wicked Alistair Black looked kind of plain when they first showed him, but they saw him in the trailer, and it's like, okay, you look way better now. Yeah, I don't know what happened with the uh, with that China situation. That was a little bit tragic. Yeah. The, the only pass i could even give them and it's hardly a pass it's just that it's been 19 years since she's been in the game so it's not like they can accurately scan her right that's the that's like that's the only like shred of a pass i can give them is just because she's not here to actually scan whereas everybody else we can actually scan her i think at this point we have the technology where you don't need to have a person physically in front of you in order to scan their likeness and make it look better than that there was a point where the, the characters look good and they use no scanning there are games that use no scanning at all they yeah. look realistic and they're able to pull the likenesses and i mean you're telling me that that's the best that this company could do yeah. there, there's people there's creator wrestlers that look better as china than what they gave <laughs> which means that regular human beings with the tools that are provided within the game itself are doing a better job than the creators get together guys and people do? and people always make people like us sound jaded when we say stuff like that but you know to them i say this the next time you don't you're short on money for something whether it be a new ultra 4k tv or a mortgage payment or a new car or something remember that these motherfuckers who can't even use the creator wrestlers thing from the menu to create characters make like 10 times more money than you do <laughs> to be assholes here you are saving up struggling going to work every day having to be in bed at a certain time wake up to certain alarms and adhere to certain things and there's some idiot across the map who's paid by 2k and wwe to not make a good china while there's some <laughs> dude sitting in his basement who put one up on the creator wrestler community that that's looks the like reason he's scared why, china 
that's the reason why I'm always so hard when it comes to anything, WWE, whether it's the lights or the production or the graphic on the bottom, because it's not like there's this one mad scientist, dude. It's not like it's Beaker from the Muppets running back and forth from lever to lever, you know, and there's steam and shit. No, there's like a team, each with a very trivial task to perform. And somehow combined, they all make a fuck up. But they make 10 times more money than all you guys who are ready to work, you know? So, yeah, you should be hard on them, too, when you see some shit like that in a game. That China thing was a joke. We played it last week. I'm not going to play it again this week. But uh it's not even a matter of just because it's bad graphics and we're turning our nose up to it. It's the laziness. Like, how little do you give a shit? about a character looking like that. So I don't want to see anything like that in any of these other characters. And it feels like every year we have one where the character's just frightening. Right. A couple of years back, it was Booker T. There was this really scary Booker T where it was like, what the hell happened? He was permanently <laughs> stuck and tell me you did not just say that face throughout the whole match <laughs> and everything. It's just like, what the hell does Booker T is going to give me nightmares? You know, and but it's just like, scary. And it's like, why was he like Oh, that? yeah. Remember, remember, Dana, remember Dana Brooks' first model? Yeah. Was looking 5D? Yes. Yeah, and that's bad. It's bad that you're able to say, do you remember Dana Brooks' first model? And I can go, yes, I 100% remember. How can you forget it? You see what I mean? Like, stuff like that, there's no excuse. Like, how the hell did they do that? Oh, <laughs> shit. Yo, when I looked in Stacey and said Dana, I saw her face over the word. That's how bad it was. Like, it, just... it was frightening. Oh, my God. Yeah, so but no, no, um, no more screw ups. Because it looks like they're going to do the roster reveal slightly different this year. It's going to be more over uh, social media. So you're going to see superstars confirming they're going to be in it. Uh, other people on Twitter. Like some of the names I've seen pop up. We talked about uh, Tony Storm. Rhea Ripley and Trent Seven will be making their debuts. So we get the Mosh Pit Kid and the first ever UK Women's Champion. And now all three members of British Strong Siler in the same game together. That's pretty cool. I like it. It's a stack roster this year. Like it's looking really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's um, because apparently I guess Hogan played I guess a video of um his entrance. It didn't have any of the audio of it, but what a lot of people are saying is if you look at the body motion, it looks like Hogan might have Voodoo Child as his music this year. Which I mean, I think I heard somewhere the rights for that song is like six million. So I mean, I was WWE thinking, who the hell paid for that, right? Maybe Hogan yeah. WWE got that Saudi money. Give give me Voodoo Child. Like <laughs> that was my first Hogan. Damn it, give me Voodoo Child. Good old Hogan with his proper music, right? I I don't need like kidly freaking real American Hogan. I want come out with the five and a half clock shadow freaking playing the guitar and shit. Like yeah, those were the days, man. That was SmackDown. Shut your mouth, Hogan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've had enough of the real America. I hate that they defaulted back to that eventually. Like, I knew they would when he came back to WWE. Yeah. Like, I was thinking how cool. When he first showed up, I remember, even though it was shitty, because it was just, like, the three of them, I just remember thinking how cool it is. Like, the NWO music's playing in WWE, and, like, they even added this shit where it turns black and white, which, don't ask me how, Nitro was on for, like, a decade, and no one thought of doing that. But, yeah, it's even smarter that the <laughs> thing turned black and white, and then it goes, and it comes. Like, everything was cool but them at that point, you know? You know what probably <laughs> happened is somebody thought of it, and then Russo was like, no, bro. Bro, the top, the screen turning black and white won't get over, bro. And let me tell you why. People are gonna <laughs> think of I Love Lucy, bro. And you don't want them thinking about I Love Lucy when they're watching wrestling, bro. And then somebody goes, Oh, Ricky. <laughs> Russo, you got some splendid. <laughs> That's what they do. 
I'm pretty sure that's how that conversation went, you know? I can't believe how we spun that I Love Lucy. See, this is us with restraint. With restraint, we somehow spin 2K20 into I Love Lucy. Yeah. Imagine those off the air people, okay? Oh, my God. But yeah, I, I am excited, though. Yes, very excited. We're going to be streaming it here. Um, even if I don't enjoy them, yeah, even if I don't enjoy them as much anymore, we'll be streaming that here. What else is that? I'm sure I have to spend a lot of freaking money in the next month or two. But besides, uh, I don't want to jump too far from Resident, but besides 2K20, what else are we streaming on here? I guess that uh, Call of Duty that was pretty cool, the beta. Yeah, Jackbox Party Pack comes out. Um, I think in about the 17th. Yeah, the 17th, so about nine okay, days. So Jackbox Party Pack Six is going to be out in about. Yeah, you're right, in about nine days. Um, I think we're going to go back to the Minecraft tell- Telltale game for Sunday for anyone who's here for the Sunday streams. Cause I know, you know, those, those people don't care about wrestling, but yeah, I think we're going to go back to the Telltale, um, Minecraft and jump off of Clementine and Walking Dead for a little bit. And then, of course, the Gears and Borderlands streams, stuff like that. So, um, our next story, let's talk about ratings a little bit. As a matter of fact, let's just talk about all the ratings. Let's not break it down into stories. Let's break it down into ratings so you have an idea where, what kind of numbers everyone's playing around with here. But uh, the reports coming in are that the first hour of SmackDown, the 3.9 million viewers, and the second hour went to 3.8, which is really high, guys. Like, that's really damn good. Like, they hit the, hit the jackpot with that. That's quite the home. That's quite the homecoming. Like, that's yeah. a welcome home party for you right there. You got to factor in the the fact that USA is a cable network. Okay. USA is cable television. Not everyone. I know most people at this point do, but when it comes to the Nielsen rating system, cable's still not as common as the basic channels. NBC, CBS, Fox, ABC, you know, whatever the hell UPN becomes. It turned into so many things. I remember UPN when I was younger. Who knows what the hell it is now? My nine and then it became some other thing. But the point being, those basic channels are accessible even with rabbit ears. You can pull them out of the sky. I don't know if they're still rabbit ears. Well, my age is showing when we calling UPN. <laughs> first I could, first I, I mentioned the channel is UPN that doesn't exist anymore. And I talk oh about rabbit God. ears. This is it. That is it for me. I lost half the demographic. <laughs> age is 40 and up. UPN, dad? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you know, when you look at a channel like Fox, it's more common and easier to obtain. They're going to get higher viewership. USA is not as as accessible in as many households. Nothing is as Fox. If you think about it, the channel most people think about in life is Fox. You know what I mean? If you're from New York, Channel 5 was always like the main channel for some reason. The other channels were like other shit channels. But for some reason, 5 was the channel that people cared about. Fox. So, um, I mean, they're on the biggest channel, so that's automatically going to bring in viewers. And uh, that might sustain them at the number that they were anticipating having. And then you also have to keep in mind that uh, there's more viewers than that. Because uh, remember, Dish Network had that outage thing where they don't have Fox. So there were 12 million people that were unable to tune in to SmackDown that are Dish subscribers. So... um. If they happen to ever fix these talks, which 99% of the time they do fix the talks and the channels come back for the subscribers, that's the reason why I say, guys, don't get satellite, get cable. Cable doesn't hardly ever do that. But, um, yeah, once they fix that, that's going to be an additional 12 million people having access. Not saying that every one of those persons is going to be someone for this, but say you get another three or four million, maybe. You never know. There's unaccounted for viewership out there. And Dish Network is uh is also, I believe, affiliated with Sling, right? They're the same thing. And I think they count Sling counts. 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but uh, either way, there's more numbers that they could be bringing in. Right now, we can say uh, roughly they did almost four four million people. You know. Yeah, mission accomplished. That's not bad, you know. Congratulations to them on on a job well done, because it it was a risky as hell move. But I mean, I guess this is a company that was founded at them taking crazy risk where people were man, if this doesn't work out, they're fucked, and then they exactly. always do it, right? You know, it's just something I've just always noticed that about them. You know, and look and check this out. Fox actually is running the ticker. You know, if you guys have ever seen the ticker on the bottom of a of a Fox channel before, I'm going to put it on the screen here. You see that ticker? That's a big deal no, for no, that to be there. Let me show you, though. I mean, talk runs, too, but yeah, but we, we ain't talking about us right now. Talking about the ticker. Yeah, yeah, no, not that. I want to I want to enlarge it so that these guys can see it. Give me a sec here. Just want to get a nice big screen, because the funny thing about this ticker, there we go. Look at how they're, they're reporting the WWE stuff at the bottom. It says, WWE Brock Lesnar assaults Rey Mysterio and his son. That like they, they, they reported that in the middle of talking about sex trafficking. But you see what I mean? Imagine how that looks to people that watch Fox that are not familiar with the WWE product. Like look at how normal it looks on the bottom of the screen. Someone would go, Oh my god, Brock Lesnar assaulted Rey Mysterio and his son. Because it's put on the bottom the way their normal shit is put there. I don't know if that's the right? correct approach. Like look at how strange that looks. Yeah. You would think that Brock Lesnar really assaulted Rey Mysterio and his son. Tell me you wouldn't. It says Fox with entertainment you, and news and shit on there. You, you, you would think Brock Lesnar just walked up in his house and just fucking... <laughs> Crazy. You're nuts. Yeah, but that's what they're doing. That's how they're promoting them, I guess. <laughs> they, they're trying to not like blur the lines of kayfabe at this point or, or just... I don't know. I don't know what to say. Yeah. I just thought it was a funny image when I first heard about this shit. <laughs> Anyway. The timing of that main story, though, like, Jesus. Yeah, they're making it that serious. That they're putting wrestling storylines in between news storylines on the bottom. You're going to see something about, like, some sort of fucking terrorist attack somewhere, and then the next thing is going to be that Bobby Lashley's fucking Lana. <laughs> Premature Lashley. You know? Coming to stay tuned to six. <laughs> and yes, already wrote it down when I put it in the chat room. <laughs> I thought I'd been sitting there for three hours almost. Yeah, so it would be interesting. The the Fox stuff has been pretty interesting. Oh yeah. But the fun doesn't end there because I have to show you they they actually screwed up some more stuff. And I know you're thinking you don't say. <laughs> you read my mind. Apparently, they did an interview or something with Mojo Riley. Did you hear about this? No. Okay. <laughs> Wait a just, minute. What? <laughs> so they did an interview with... Uh, First of all, Mojo. the most shocking part is somebody interviewed Mojo Raleigh. Right. But... All right. Let me see. Let me bring this up on screen real quick so you could see. I don't want to spoil the, the fun. Oh, no. <laughs> I always get scared when you say that. Give me a minute. Okay. You, you see it, right? I'm waiting. Oh, okay. God. Oh, God. Look at the bottom of the screen. Oh, <laughs> Going on. <laughs> hey, what's up, Sako? Waking your kid to be here. Well, oh, thanks for joining God. us. Yo, they put Sami Zayn on and the spelled it Mojo, wrong, and then misspelled Sami. <laughs> that's not Sami Zayn, and that's not even how you spell Sami Zayn. There's nothing correct on the whole screen. Nothing, nothing at all worked. Is that the artwork? <laughs> I can't let it be. I can't. It, it's too painful. 
Like it really it hurts that that much went wrong on Fox. Oh, and, that's and then, Marcy. Marcy was good. Yo, and this this oh oh that's right that is Marceline. I knew that name Holy and I for some shit. reason it didn't click at the time. What's up, Marceline Vampire Queen? DKC in the building. Let's go. We still out here. Oh my god, that is amazing. And it's that weird be- because let me tell you, there there are all of these dirt sheets recently this week that have headlines that say stuff like uh, Fox, you know, more in tune with the wrestling product than USA slash NBC. I couldn't tell you what was in those stories because I didn't even click them after seeing this. It was like, why would I read an article about how much more in tune Fox is and how much more familiar they are with the WWE product after seeing Sami Zayn misspelled on Mojo Riley's face? And Mark said, Mojo, we don't get buried. We stay buried. Yeah, and I guess some people say, well, it's Mojo. They're not going to know who that is, but they should know who Sami Zayn is, right? Wait, wait, you know? Oh, my God. And, and I wish I could tell you that was the only screw-up, man. No, no. <laughs> That is that is Alexa okay. Bliss, oh, not Becky hold on. Lynch. Hold on, hold on. Let's go step by step. All right, one. That's not Becky. <laughs> Two. Neither of them is Irish. Nikki's Scottish. Three. None of them are banging Seth Rollins. And four. Nobody in that picture is Raw Women's Champion. I love how you have to go one. That's not Becky. <laughs> <laughs> It's so bad I had to throw that in the step. Fox, you're letting us down, guys. You are letting us down. This is not half and half. This is not a good start. (laughs) It is not a good start to the relationship, in my opinion, man. Oh man. I didn't have any follow-up to that. Just the fact that it happened, honestly, to me. It was like, here are the ratings, and this is what hey, Fox is doing to this? promote them. I love how they, I love how they catch this pickle, uh, they catch this picture, and Dickie's eyes are closed. <laughs> just something like, at this point, I'm just picking stuff out to laugh about. Like, that is amazing. Are they trolling us at this point? Is that I what it is? Are they, I, I, you know, do they not like wrestling, so they're just trolling us? That's what tell I'm me they just want to make everybody laugh. Like, just tell me that. Oh, God. Next thing you know, they're going to call Seamus Bobby Lashley. I enjoyed the Mojo Riley one more, though, with the same Sammy Zane on the bottom. Because <laughs> Renegli kind of looks like Sammy. <laughs> it's so crazy. Bad journalism, Fox. Is this something you've been accused of before? Oh, I'm saying, not just in wrestling, but in life. Fox and up, Fox. Yeah, right? Get your Fox together. Writing it down. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even mean for that one to be, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that might be it. But the sad part about this is that's it. We got to use one of those two. I feel like we should just split them in half and just say fuck it. <laughs> but yeah. it's like if we're only going to use which one, which one's worse? That's a real question. Yeah. I have no idea. Oh, God. But, that uh, was marvelous. Yeah. Mojo Riley with Sami Zayn. Maybe it'll make them a tag team. Maybe that'll help get them over. That'll be the promo. Oh. But yeah, Triple H here because remember we had that dude, that Keith Oberman guy? was shitting all over WWE. Oh, yeah, the guy who knew fuck all about wrestling, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Triple H responded to him, apparently, according to this thing here. So let's see what the hell that is. Oh, we need the audio, please. Wait. It pulled the trigger without us. Sorry about that, guys. What are you doing? Stop it. Uh, movie comes up like Iron Man, and you go, are you serious? Cartoons? 
comic books? Are you serious? That's where people were 20 years ago. And now it's the biggest thing in movies. It's the biggest thing, the Avengers Endgame, right? Like, that is the world today. Dinosaurs die out. The world changes. And if you don't change with it, then you become extinct, just like the dinosaurs. So, Keith, don't be a dinosaur, or you'll be extinct too. Believe me, the, <laughs> believe me, the dinosaurs would outlasted him. Don't get canceled like the ABC dinosaurs either. <laughs> you know, there's advice with dinosaurs across the board for all of you. I'm not saying I'd like to see him get hit by a meteor, but I mean, hey. <laughs> oh, boy. Meteor or Meteora? No, no, you know the one. Not Sasha Banks, the one that killed off that show. Yeah, I dropped in the chat for anyone who wants to see the whole thing. It was thing. deliberate as a motherfucker with that, too. They were just like, boom, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, so things are happy over in Foxland as far as numbers go. Yay! And we already talked about the AEW numbers and how they beat the hell out of NXT. We'll go into that in a little bit, but let's talk about some other WWE numbers. Because Total Divas had Ronda Rousey for their ninth season. And that was last week. They brought in the Ronda. They sent for the woman in order to, uh, in order to fortify their product. And, uh, it's the lowest viewership in their history. So for you, for those of you that are behind, now's a good time to start catching up on those seasons. Reminisce back when the bellows was on it and those fun times with Daniel Bryan chopping wood, because I'm pretty sure that you're going to be in for a series finale soon with the way the numbers are going. It did 252,000 viewers. Even Ronda so, Rousey couldn't save that. So if you amazing. would double that, and then double it again. They did one fourth of the SmackDown <laughs> numbers. <laughs> Yo, the build up to that was incredible. No one's watching Total Divas, man. And, and the funny thing is, it really almost looks like they knew that's why they brought Ronda in. So it was just like, no, no, you're, you're not doing this. Yeah, tell me. If, if I want to see Ronda, I'll, I got I, I subscribe to her on YouTube. If I want to see Ronda, I'll just go on YouTube. I don't need to tolerate the bells to see Ronda. <laughs> Yeah, but before Total Divas gets canceled, something that looks closer to cancellation for me. Did you see Ring of Honor Death Before Dishonor? Nope. This past week's pay-per-view? Nope. I forgot it happened. Did you hear about it? Did anyone mention Ring of Honor Death Before Dishonor? I I heard they finally got that belt off of Taven like 50 years too late, but that's about it. Well, not really a pay-per-view. It was more like an event. But I've watched all the Death Before Dishonors. I mean, I don't even know what we could call it at this point. But they had it in the Sam's Town Arena in Las Vegas, which is seated for 900. And uh, they wanted to make sure that they got those seats filled. So they actually um, were giving away tickets towards the end to uh, to anyone who wanted them. You know, just if you happen to be walking by, hey, man, you want some ring on a ticket? They were just handing them to people off the street. <laughs> and um, in doing so, to try to fill this 900-seated venue, they got it up to about 600. So... um. They said by the end of the show, there were about 800 people in there. And, uh, yeah, that, that's, uh, I'm, I mean, what am I going to say? I'm not going to say, yay, congratulations. Like, that's a really, really low number. Impact in the asylum did more than 900 people. Damn. They're saying that their pay per views went 77.7% drop in three months. Good God. They said out of the 3,500 fans that ordered, the Ring of Honor pay-per-view in June, only 115 of those ordered Death Before Dishonor. 
Oh yeah, that company's dying. That that's it. Call it. Pull the plug. That is rough. Those are rough numbers, man. Briscoes, get out of there now. Might be too late. Might be going down with the ship. Push Taven in. <laughs> there's not, and we talked about this before in here, but there's not really anyone on there. But it's to a frightening degree. It's almost like, do they yeah. notice that there's nobody on there? Like Matt Taven is. The, is that the top draw still? I mean, like, I wow, yeah, like that's, and they they don't have enough of a tag team division to sustain that place. Like the only tag team anybody really knows of that's still there is the Briscoes. So this is, as you can see, the minute by minute rating for AEW against NXT from this past Wednesday. Yeah, they stayed ahead, but they kind of dropped down this time. Oh my God, Squire says Stadia has more subscriptions than ROH. I am. <laughs> How you come in here with that, man? What? The... <laughs> What's up, Squire? God. Yeah, I'm. I don't know what to say. I feel sort of like a traitor just because. But I mean, at the same time, they let too many people go. Yeah, you know, they let their bread and butter go. They had the Bullet Club, man. That was pretty much their money maker right there. There were points on here where we would say that that it, that the Bullet Club for Ring of Honor was like John Cena at the time was for WWE. And we would be open about, it. We'd be like, that's their thing. That's their big act. Is the is the Bullet Club? Like once they lost that, they literally imploded. You know? they, they, they they that was a kill shot. Once Bullet Club left, once Elite left, that was it. Mm-hmm. And they they didn't build up enough to really recover from it. No, no, they did not. Man, but I think that company might be on their way out sooner than Impact. Man, everyone had their had their money on Impact being being the thing that goes down. Guess and Impact. I don't even think Impact ever got this bad. No, Impact survived all of this. Impact was just like we ain't got to be the first. We just got to make sure we ain't last. That's what they did, literally. Right? <laughs> I don't got to win. I I don't got to get the most kills. I just got to make it to the end. <laughs> yeah, I mean it worked. You know, just slow and steady. I don't know if it wins the race, but it keeps you alive, you know? Yeah. Impact has done it right. They've done just enough to survive, which is realistically all you need to do. I always thought that they were an indie company. It got to a point where they became an indie company masquerading as a full brand. Yeah. Because no one's on contract. They pay you per appearance. They don't have like a set place or base or home or anything like that. They just book arenas and shit or, or venues, whatever you want to call them. They um they don't have anything set in stone. It's no different than like anything else that's indie. It's just exactly. a bunch of traveling people that happen to have a TV deal. The TV deals everything. I think that's what sort of put them on the map. But uh, Chris Jericho spoke to Complex Sports and he talked about uh this entire situation with WWE because for those of you that don't know, uh, AEW did really really good. They they basically. Uh, even the second showing did 423,000 viewers for the encore presentation that happened later that night. You know, so I mean, they, they drew really, really big numbers. You know, according to the rap, they brought in 1.49 million viewers, whereas NXT brought in 891,000. This was in the official Wednesday Night Wars. Destroyed them night one. So, uh, th- pretty much, yeah. Night one's in the bag and they completely kicked their asses. Like NXT lost. There's no question about that. You know, and then WWE, they had to, uh, they had to do like the presidents do during the voting. They had to call the other one and concede and shit. <laughs> 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 he was like, 
congratulations to AEW on a successful premiere. The real winners of last night's head-to-head telecast of NXT on USA Network and AEW and TNT are the fans who can expect Wednesday Wednesday nights to be a competitive and wild ride as this is a marathon, not a one-night sprint. So you had like a bit of a tongue-in-cheek compliment there. You know, that was more like a, the battle is yours, but the war is far from over style See, shit, you know, the, but the, just done the eloquently. Problem, the problem with that statement for them is they say, yeah, it's not a marathon, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon, but y'all left the line like two weeks early. Yeah, what happened? exactly. <laughs> yeah. This is like in Mario Kart where like, you get the boost start, one person gets the boost start, and the other one messes up and blows the engine. Like, how do you still lose? You don't get to pull that shit too funny man but yeah they had to basically call and freaking concede the races and uh, your complimentary picnic basket but anyway that being said jericho spoke to complex sports about this happening i'm gonna play the clip here and link you guys wwe praising you guys you know for the show that was put on because they're embarrassed i know how they work and the the fact is i haven't seen the actual rating but i'm assuming they know what it is and i think we probably kicked their ass they started this everything that they've done has been reactionary moves to us we're not in a war with anybody besides ourselves Mm -hmm. i don't care if you put you know you resurrect john and george and it's the reunion of the beatles or the super bowl or whatever all that matters is our show you can put anything you want against it we can't compete with that we can compete with what we're doing they kind of started this war and the very first night they got destroyed big deal it's our first debut great but they have to come back and say you know it's a marathon not a not a yeah. one night sprint who's ever said it's a one night sprint <laughs> it's not a war for us now we're placed in one and we're going to kick ass because we're going to do what we do very very well there's a little bit of an arrogance towards us that's now gone yeah, and yeah. I was very excited to finally get that show going, get it done, and get it over with. Because now all the talk—it's like uh, hockey when you get someone yakking at you at the time. When you score ten goals, you say when we were kids, if someone's talking shit to you, you say, "Well, look at the scoreboard; it's ain't nothing." <laughs> that shuts people up mm-hmm. in their place, and then they get mad, and then they start getting desperate. I'm not saying anybody's desperate. I'm not saying anything at all. I'm just saying we put on a great show. We got a great number, apparently, mm-hmm. and. If some people are excited, as most people are, it's great. Uh, if others are angry at us, well, we're sorry. Uh, that was the perfect response. Yeah. How, how, how you make it a war and then lose round one? Like, what you doing? This reminds me, the second time I've gone through this, I would say, in my life. This reminds me, and no one will admit to it now. But this reminds me of the Daniel Bryan situation. I've talked about this on here before, where people used to really act like that towards Daniel Bryan fans, the way that uh, Steph and Tripp portrayed their villain characters. There was a point where I was on a lot of Facebook groups, messages, message boards and stuff, where people would literally criticize us for uh, being Daniel Bryan fans, like early Daniel Bryan fans, like NXT Daniel Bryan and even beyond that. And they would say things like, you know, he's not someone who's going to fill arenas and he's not good on the mic and, you know, all of this other kind of shit. You know, and that's the thing. A lot of people are always very skeptical about things and they don't just follow their own instinct. They follow the popularity. And I feel like what happened with Daniel Bryan, I think once he started yesing, of course, the mainstream caught on. But there were people who were behind him from the beginning. I see that with uh, AEW where it's like I kept hearing so many things about what was going to happen. And uh, it didn't. It, It turned out pretty well for these guys so far. Yeah, I said it from the get go, like. These guys knew exactly what they were doing, so there was no reason to worry. They'd never given anybody a reason to worry before. So, And uh, Vince Russo. Oh, great. 
Yeah, right. It's like that's all I had to say to ruin it. <sighs> he tweeted in regards to WWE's response, and he said, "So weak. Wonder if WWE is going to start a trend of companies putting their rivals' competition over, like maybe Coke telling customers to try Pepsi." Vince, what the hell happened to you? To your bravado, bro? Who wrote that for him? He didn't write that shit. There's Ed Ferraro. Ed Ferraro wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> It's not yeah. like it was halfway intelligence in there. He ain't write that shit. I'm sure we're not the, it's first the same person. It's the I, same I, I, person who holds up the same. Oh, I wasn't making fun of the character. No, his figure. I was making fun of the character. Listen, no, bitch. You're not the first person to have seen something Vince Russo wrote and said, who wrote this shit? And I'm probably not the first person to have replied <laughs> Ed Ferrara. You know, so, <laughs> so don't feel bad. <laughs> oh, I don't. Not at all. Oh, boy. <laughs> If Russo caught the clap tonight, I wouldn't feel bad. All right, let's be real for a second. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, people on PlayStation View, apparently there was a lot of, there was a big turnout of people who watched it on PlayStation View. You know, they did triple the numbers on PlayStation View than people who watched NXT. Someone was able to get those numbers. I believe it's Melser. He said he was able to get those numbers. So... For anyone that doesn't know, PlayStation View is like a streaming service, almost like the Hulu Live thing. You're given a select amount of channels, almost like Sling. So people who have PlayStation View, I'm assuming, have access to NXT. Yeah, because they must have USA. So more people... And by the way, you don't need a PlayStation to have View. There's a plug for them there. But yeah, more people were watching AEW than NXT on that also. Like I said before, them starting two weeks earlier came back and bit them. Because you gave people time to get comfortable with you. So then when something new shows up, obviously they're going to go in that direction. Yeah, the only place where AEW ratings were bad were in Canada. They did 109,000 on TSN2, which um, they don't perceive that as bad ratings. And they were up against the Leafs versus the Senators. And you know how they are over there about their snow and their poutine and their hockey. I can't believe you went to poutine. Hell no. no. <laughs> I thought it, but I didn't think you'd go. Yeah. Oh, God. They criticize our president, but they will blow him if that's what it took to get hockey to get into a hockey game. <laughs> yeah, there you go, say it's a syrup. Uh, and this syrup, syrup and yeah, juice. yeah. So they screwed up the Canada ratings. Thanks a lot, guys. No, I'm kidding. I don't care about your oh. country. <laughs> what am I doing? Oh. I'm just saying, man. Shoot episode. We <laughs> we out here. Yeah, well, that was that was pretty much it as far as the uh, the numbers go. I just wanted to give you guys a general view because that's what this whole thing's been building up to, right? The fact that uh, we were gonna have uh, we're gonna figure out what these numbers were like, and to answer all of the questions that have been looming in the horizon for the past few months, will WWE be successful on Fox? It looks like it. It looks like they're going to be fine. Uh, yeah. What's gonna happen between AEW and NXT? I mean, it looks like AEW. It would be really surprising to me. I know it was the debut, but it'd be really surprising to me if their numbers were to dip under NXT at any point after this. Yeah, because you know? like we said, besides Balor and Ciampa showing up, what really happened that was like that groundbreaking, you know? Not None of the titles changed hands, so it's like nothing. It was, and it, it was your typical NXT, which is not bad. It is good wrestling, but I'm just saying that it, it didn't have... Like, AEW succeeded at what they were doing, which was to feel different from the WWE product, have a different vibe and a different tone to it. It did that. I felt those things. And that's what I'm going to want. Especially after having all this WWE shit splattered all over the rest of the week. 
I think any yeah. wrestling fan who has any opportunity to watch a product that's not them at this point would probably take it. If not just because the product's better and refreshing on the principle of not being saturated in one thing. So, no, I don't see the Wednesday Night Wars as a smart strategy to them. If anything, it puts a blemish on their record. It's no different than CM Punk fighting in MMA. Now he's a great wrestling champion who got his ass kicked in MMA. They should have just stayed off of Wednesdays or or not tried to compete or done something where this would be avoidable. Because the new, fresh, minty smell, that new car smell that AEW has is going to ruin them. So, but I mean, hey, you know, they're apparently just like they're saying, Vince is a heavy competitor. He's all about, you know, trying to go up against his competition and stuff. So maybe he, maybe he's going to surprise us. I said before, also, don't cut the old man out. Don't cut WWE out. They're always ready for a fight. I've seen it. Oh, I've seen it. In my they, don't go, they, they, but, they, they do, they do not just lay down. But I'm just saying that this is one of those situations where it looks like they're, they're, um, there's a possibility that that fight might be brought to them, even inadvertently. Yeah. And like Jericho said, who said it was a one day sprint, you know? <laughs> yeah. They're not, they're not going to, they're not going to rest on week one. Like, no, no, they aren't. It, it seems like the way they go at it when it's with some of these pay-per-views, it seems like they're more trying to outdo themselves than anybody else. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much what happened. So I, I said before, I said it off the air too, that that two week, that, that, that two weeks ahead of time, you know, it gave everyone a chance where they were like, all right, we saw this. Now let's watch this new product. Yeah, they came back and bit them. They should have had both of them show up the same night. That would have put NXT in all that. If they, if they still wouldn't have won on that on the first on the first Wednesday, at least it would have made it closer. Yeah, it would have been a real Wednesday night war. You see, but I mean that you see they tried to cheat, though, you see. Already, no one even really was looking at that way. They tried to stick their foot out in front of them so that they would trip over their own shit. They, they put it out two weeks early. It would have been cooler even for us, the fans, to have that actual launch of that Wednesday being the first of AEW and NXT. But they couldn't even do that. That's they like when two games there. launch on the same day. Like, well, we're going to do an hour before suits two weeks in advance. They had to go in there and mess it up. You know? So yeah. they had their own interest in mind. But they didn't think about what they 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 didn't they they forgot the key piece and think about what happens if this goes wrong. What's the backup plan? Yeah, I want you to hear this real quick. This is Randy Orton. He was on a stream. I don't know what the hell he's playing here. Did you hear about this? I feel like I faintly might have. This is Randy Orton on the stream, just casually playing video games with his friend. I don't know if it's his stream. I think it might be his friend's stream. But Randy Orton's in the party chat or whatever. But listen, Randy Orton. Soon as the bastard starts, I hate Twitter for that too. Like their, <laughs> their videos are always so shit. The community shit, the videos are shit. Come on, man, get get together, guys. Y'all gotta have something good about you. Here we go. Speaking of Vince, that AEW looks fucking cool, huh? Did you watch that show last night? I did not get to watch it. I was gonna download it oh and check God. it out. Yeah, the the, the 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 show started. I'll tell you what, it's that big match feel, the big show feel. Uh, Cody and uh, Sammy Guerrera, Guerrera, Guerrera. That kid can do some shit. I'd love to work with that kid. Uh, they had a great match, and I thought that <clears throat> opening the show with that match was a good idea and right. uh, well received. Yeah, so that's so yeah. Two things. One, Sammy Guevara, Randy Orton just put you over, dude. 
Like he that's... does sound requires right. He does sound lit. He, he sounds lit or sleepy. Like one of the <laughs> yeah. But he said, like... that, he said that it was fucking cool. And the, more, the funniest thing about it is, is nobody in WWE is gonna do a thing to him about it. No, he doesn't care. I mean, he probably wasn't even thinking about it. You know, and oh, he, 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 he was on someone else's stream. It looked like you know, like. I'm not even sure how that whole thing played out. Maybe he thought that when you when you do a stream for hours and hours, you know, sometimes shit slips in. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he probably just thought that it would fly under the radar. I don't know why he would think that with the way wrestling marks are, <laughs> the way they are, the, the IWC is. Like, if you tweet something and delete it, they have the screenshot within seconds. Right. There's no escaping from things like that. People, people, there are people out there right now refreshing your Twitter every two and a half seconds wondering when you go say something. He got into a little bit of heat, though on this stream because he went on to have this little bit of dialogue. Ooh. Guess what? Bam, nigga. What? Oh. 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 There we go. Because he's dropped the N-bomb that he said, Bam, ninja. And, uh... He got black friends. Let's see. <laughs> Guess what? Bam, nigga. What? Oh. 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 There we go. For me, I personally, you know, on this show, we don't use it. But for me, I always give a pass to the when you don't end it with the hard ER and also when it's not used in the context of hatred. Yeah, I get that people are super sensitive and they're all like, but you shouldn't use it at all. You know, it's not. But I'm like, you know what? When I hear the guy say it like it was like he didn't mean anything bad by it. I don't think he deserved it, to have heat especially when there he grew up in an era where it was casual to use it in that context and uh it's with it's the ER yeah <laughs> and but also with the A he grew up in the GGA era as well yeah. you know so I mean it's a hard habit to break and uh I don't think that everyone should always get heat for for like things like that it's just so strange that it's like you know I think the context in which a word is used is a testament to how you judge the person on it. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. what the hell? But yeah, he got into trouble. Like, apparently people are like, oh, Andy, oh. but if you listen to him, he's playing a game and he went, bam, ninja. Like, he's having fun. Like, he's that, not, that, that, That's what like, we call shit crap. talking. It's just so strange that it's like, and I get it. The word has now become bad. It's weird, though, that you, that as human beings, we have once again forsaken the ability to decipher and perceive things the way that they actually are as opposed to the way you want them to be. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you should be able to tell when someone's saying something. I've said this on here before in a negative or positive way where the word itself shouldn't be banned and or maybe they should have split it in two. How come that didn't happen? How come somebody didn't just say, hey, the the GGA version of this is different from the ER from now on. It's two separate words with two separate meanings. So now if you use the ER, we know what the fuck you meant and you're dead to rights. There's no playing around. There's no mincing words. <laughs> There's literally no mincing words because we unminced them. So now, you, so now if you ER us, yeah, so now if you ER us, we F-U-C-K-U. <laughs> so stick to the fucking G-A if you must. It's not that hard. Why do human beings make things so fucking complicated? Because it's just for the, it's just the sake of trying to get heat on somebody who matters more than you ever will in your entire freaking life. If he like, would have used it in a derogatory way, we would have picked up on it, and that would have been that. But he didn't. He didn't mean it that way. Sometimes and, people go, "Yeah, ninja," and they don't mean it in a racist way. Jesus Christ! And and the funny thing about it is, a lot of the people you'll see, and we've encountered it before, a lot of the people you'll see who will jump down his back have never actually encountered racism before. This is how come people like him are so mean? Because you because there's a lot of 
prying motherfuckers who wait around for him. Oh, look, look, he said the wrong thing. He did the wrong thing. Why do you think he's such a defensive dude? Whenever I see Randy Orton, like, around his peers, he doesn't come off the way he does around the fans. And I think, even though it's his job to be around the fans, oh, wow, my own bot removed that because of the freaking N-word. Can you believe that? Not even, <laughs> like, the, the cab bot removed it. Dang, bot. Come you on, man, what you doing? So there's no way to spell it even using a star where the I goes in this chat room. Not even for me. I might have set that up, but. No, yeah. You know, some people come in here acting crazy like they ain't got no home training. So. Yeah, you can't even end star, star, star that shit. So I'll just do this. <laughs> Are they going to chat room now? Is that okay, everybody? All the bots good? <laughs> we out here, bot? <laughs> yeah, even the robots. Massive. Robots are racist. That's great. Even the robots. Write that one down. Yep, yeah, there you go. There you go. Even the robots. Let's say that's three down. Even the robots. But yeah, it's just like if you and we've said this before, I think I've even said this before myself. If you haven't encountered real racism before, keep your mouth shut because you you really don't get a horse in this race because you don't actually know. From somebody who's experienced it before, that is this little thing we call video game shit talking. Everybody yeah. does it. I see it yeah. happen all the time. It's just it's just what happens. <laughs> he got yeah. a good shot and he was hype. That's it. Yeah, nah, it's unbelievable the world we live in. It's depressing when I look at the world. Like it's it's weird to be someone who dislikes the world. I'm like I look at things and I'm like, man, I hate the way people are, and the yeah. way that rules are implemented now in such an unusual, strange. It's just strange behavior. You know, no one notices that it's strange behavior. You know, the nobody, strange nobody behavior is, 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 uh, is if you're not, uh, desensitized to words. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Like, like nobody just mans up and deals with it. Words see, that's do- another one. I'm probably watching, watching me get heat for that one on Twitter. Oh, he said, man, are you assuming? Like, no. Words do always harm me, huh? I guess so. How disappointing of a race we have become. And I'm not talking about any specific ethnicity i'm saying the human race before <laughs> i get heat for that too you heard what he said about how pathetic of a race we've become oh god i know i know it's okay though we're not sensitive here mm-hmm. so uh aew is actually going to be doing another show that's going to be coming out uh i believe this is called aew dark yeah basically uh the theme from what it's saying kind of a different look because it's dark matches. Yeah. So every the Tuesday, unsung hero of wrestling events. I think the first episode is going to be on TBS, but after that, every Tuesday on YouTube, they're going to play all the dark matches that were at the event from the week before. So you won't even be missing dark matches. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Very exciting. I mean, there, there's nothing that's being wasted, which is good. No wasted motion because that's the problem with a lot of WWE. They have these guys traveling around on stuff that's not even being televised or clipped or anything. You know, there's no body of work to to show for a lot of these house shows. Yeah, a lot of the guys we never see on TV is just you see them in dark matches. I mean, when uh, SmackDown was in Atlanta, a friend of mine said the dark match that opened SmackDown was Alistair Black and Buddy Murphy. Those guys had one of the best matches all night. Yeah. So, I mean, that's good. You know, we're going to have dark matches every Tuesday. So now every day of the week. So now I guess it's the impact going against dark matches. Tuesday Night War. That's amazing. Who do you got for that? That is it. I got the dark matches. <laughs> the, the dark matches are going to beat Impact on the new Tuesday Night Wars. 
Oh, that's going to be so depressing. You know, we're going to have to ask everybody, what do you watch this week? The AEW Dark Matches or Impact? Oh, God. And yes, why is it kind of right? Like, um, it's a way, it's a good way to have extra content without having to do more taping. Yeah. It's a way to show, just show, show us the stuff that you didn't get to see. Yeah. That's something they should have done for a while. You know, all the matches that weren't on Dynamite do get some sort of a spotlight. Don't waste anything. And it, and it helps along with what they were saying, where you're going to see everybody on their roster. You're going to get to see the guys who open the show with the dark matches, too. So it's once again displaying more of your roster, giving more people for you to keep an eye out for. And it gives them a unique presence on YouTube. Yeah, exactly. These are all smart strategies. You know, yeah. that, that's it, it really does come off like they're thinking more about themselves than anything else. Yeah. Which is exactly what Jericho was saying. That's what you got to do. You know, and that's also how you make a show that's going to not burn everybody else out, which is one of the biggest problems that they have in WWE. Like, what's the reason for all those house shows? Do they need house shows? I mean, I appreciate that we have the option of them traveling the world. And if they're in your town, you can come. But to what point is a house show really that important? You know, exactly. Not really, especially because nothing relevant rate ever really happens. We went in the past maybe three or four years. We've talked about stuff that's happened at two house shows. And that was just when AJ won the title, I think. And then when, what was it? Uh, yeah, both times AJ won the title. Yeah, there you go. But uh, John Moxley actually had an interview with Cage Side Seats, which I'm going to link you guys to. But he talked a little bit about WWE schedule on this. Um, and, and, you know, the re- you're seeing wrestlers who are getting more money from WWE, you know, just because they're trying to lock everybody down, which is great. It should have been like that all along. You know, uh, seeing, you know, just the, I think I think they're going to start reducing their schedule too. Mm-hmm. It's gonna, you know, which is good because their schedule's stupid, makes no sense. <laughs> uh, so you're gonna, I think you're going to see a better quality of life for guys, you know, in the competition, so to speak, just because of the existence of AEW. I mean, you're, there's guys in Japan that are getting that I know that are getting raises that are under contract that aren't even coming, don't even want to come here. But just the, just as like a sign of good faith. So it's literally the entire industry all over the world is like benefiting from uh, the fact that now there's like a viable alternative. And once we like hit 10 o'clock and we got two hours in the canyon the night and we were like, we did it, high five. There And now we got the ratings out. There is a viable alternative. You know what I mean? This is real. This actually happened. Like, I'm sure there are a lot of people that are going to keep wanting to wake up from the nightmare like, because it's really real. But, like, oh, this is happening. This is 100% real. And uh, it's it's great for everybody. And it's great, great. Most, and I don't say this to try to, like, do some corporate speak like that passive aggressive ass in the Middle East State like that. <laughs> Ultimately, the fans benefit, you know, because they get to see the, these guys who are like all across the board or more inspired or, or from like from the indies getting hyped up to like all across the board. Is everybody's more passionate, and more excited, and like it's the other night I was watching all like with my wife the other night and it was like I was like this is fun because we we're like watching them react. Like oh now they get now they brought Pyro back. They're like now they're bringing they brought in Hogan and it's watching them try to like make moves. It's like it's fun. It's exciting. They're like the fan part of me is like this is so much fun. You know. <laughs> I got to agree with the guy. That's how I feel. Like, well, as I'm watching these changes and this is what they needed, like, 
this entire thing. They're being double fueled here, which is what I like because it's the fuel of the concern of AEW and then it's the fuel of Fox. Because even though Fox is a partner with them, they're also someone who they have to keep happy. So Exactly. And then there's the fuel of, of the crown jewel, even that, where then now they have to bring their A game. They're they're kind of forcing themselves for money to uh to do really hard things that they otherwise wouldn't have to do. See, that's that's the whole money thing. Yeah, money forces the effort. Yeah, which is 100% what happened there. I mean, hey, if it gets me pyro and stuff back, I'm fantastic with it. <laughs> yeah, it's so good to see pyro now back on the pay-per-view right? and stuff, you know. Like, when, when we just go to live shows, pyro was some of the best parts because it was that build-up right before the opening pyro hit. Mm-hmm. That used to be the coolest part. I'll never forget my first Raw. Chris Jericho's pyro scared the shit out of me because that was the first time I really understood that was a shoot when they say how hard that shit is. Yeah, no, all of them. I remember Kofi, his boom, boom, boom was like really loud. It doesn't feel that way on TV <laughs> until you're there. And I was like, wow, I felt that shit through Booker my body. Booker T's was hot. Yeah, all of them. Incredible. You smell it in the air. It's awesome. If you haven't gone, you need to go. You owe it to yourself to make these events now. <laughs> I'll never forget. Um, This is when ECW was around because ECW actually used to get taped right before SmackDown. Not many people know this, but um, Boogeyman's pyro went off and one of the little capsule things hit me on the top of the head. Wow. And I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, oh, that's from Boogie. <laughs> I'll never forget that shit as long as I live because it was so unexpected. Mm-hmm. And that clip that we showed of Moxley was from this past week's New York Comic Con event. And uh, AEW had one hell of a presence there. They had a panel that they had to turn people away after a while because there were just so many people trying to get into it. And we actually have a clip from the panel here for you guys to check out. people who are listening on iTunes what they what the hell did they just listen to gotta always remember we have the listeners <laughs> oh yeah um pretty much Jericho was at this panel and then Cody shows up and basically to make a long story short Cody confronts Jericho and they have at it so AEW showing another thing you're not safe even outside of the TV tapings <laughs> it goes down any and everywhere yeah, it sure as hell does. We fight at Comic Con. JBL used to say we fight on Friday nights. AEW says we fight at Comic Con. Yeah, we fight everywhere. Good place to build. Is that another one? We fight at Comic Con? No, that's not. <laughs> I'd rather not. Okay, I had to reach for that one. All right, <laughs> but there's a link for you guys. So yeah, they have presences everywhere, which is what they essentially need. Exactly. And from 10.30 to 11.30 on Sundays, there's going to be an edited version of AEW on TBS. I don't know if it'll be like a Sunday Night Heat or some sort of like their version of like a LimeWire, but there's going to be something else going on there. So 
they have that going on at the same time. Yeah, be something a little different. Yeah. Really good. I'm glad that they're that's the route that they needed to go, man. They needed to realize that they have to be a little different, exactly how you put it. Because otherwise, uh, it was just going to be more of the same, which is what everything else is becoming. That's what pulled through on this is how different the vibe of that felt that it's it's Monday and I'm excited for Wednesday. Think about that. You know, I'm not normally excited for wrestling in that way where I'm like, I can't wait to see what happens on Wednesday to see what the it's show is like. It's been a long time. You know, which like, that's really cool. It's awesome. Uh, this is, it's such a good time to be a wrestling fan right now. Yeah, pretty much, man. You know, there's a lot to look forward to in regards to the way things are being done. You know? Yeah, I ain't got no complaints. Yeah. No, neither do I. But yeah, Mr. Uh, Mr. Rhodes was in a commercial recently because they did a real is different commercial. So you were right about them needing to be different. And uh, we have that here for you guys to check out. get these up on social media for you guys later on i know the the bot's not putting them up with it right now oh yeah but yeah it's uh definitely nice to have a different flavor out there for once yeah yeah for sure um and uh it's funny because john moxley um gets health care through renee young being a full-time employee somewhere else you know this this was uh, announced during the media scrum after AEW Dynamite's premiere. Tony Khan was saying this information. He Renee Young's a full time employee somewhere else, and that's how he gets it. Kenny Omega, on the other hand, gets his health care as a full time employee, and he's a part of the office, so he works a full time job. And people like Britt Baker, who's full time as a dentist, and she um, wrestles four or five shows. So uh, I guess everybody's health care situation is different over there. Yeah. I mean, hey, as long as they're taken care of in the end, that's all that matters. Yeah, pretty much. But, uh, yeah. Also, uh, we talked a little bit about Wrestling Observer reporting that Kevin Sullivan assisted with AEW's Double or Nothing pay-per-view event. But Ed Nordholm of Impact didn't like the fact that he was doing that. He told Kevin Sullivan that he shouldn't be uh, moonlighting with another wrestling company while working for Impact, basically working for AEW and Impact at the same time. And then Sullivan said that he wouldn't do it anymore. He wasn't aware. But then what happened was Nordholm found out that he still kept helping AEW. So um, they replaced him and brought in David Sahadi. So uh, that's what happened in regards to the transitions of the production teams. Sullivan, how dare you not help us book this same Callahan angle? <laughs> yeah, right. Didn't Ed Norton wind up leaving and going to WWE or something? 
I think so. I know he wound up doing something, you know. So who the hell knows? But uh, it seems like everybody's abandoning ship over there. Pretty much. During the teleconference, the AEW teleconference call, um, Cody Rhodes questions about him being able to use the name of his family, the Rhodes name. And he said, I can use it. I won't use it, though. That's not everyone's favorite answer. But I got the rub off that name plenty. The reason I don't use it is this. This isn't the romantic Game of Thrones answer that everyone wants, but the reason I don't use it is I got so used to being the American Nightmare Cody in Japan, and I love that. I love the idea of trying my damnedest to get a single name over. I got the rub off of those Dusty and my family long enough. I don't mind not using it. You'll see it every now and then. Some people, they already know. So if it's here, it's here. If it's not, it's not. But by no means is WWE holding the name hostage. That's not a real thing. If I was to walk out tomorrow as Cody Rhodes and announce as Cody Rhodes, nobody's going to sue us. Nobody's coming after us. There's a lot of respect between the families that's involved here. So, no, I just like using my first name. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool that he can use in WWE. Obviously, couldn't stop them. I don't know why they would try to. But At one point, I don't recall that being the case. I, I guess somehow something changed. But at one point, I feel like he said he couldn't use it. Unless I'm remembering incorrectly. Yeah, I, I remember too. It was not long after he left. Yeah, so I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm glad that he even can have the name. I know I heard him saying that he wants to try to, he was interested in trying to buy the rights to war games from WWE. I guess he wants to have war games in AEW. I don't think that they're going to be giving him that, though. Yeah, yeah, he wanted to have uh, the war games match, but yeah, they're not giving him that one. Yeah, they're going to want to hold on to as many resources as humanly possible, you know, and even if they never plan on using it, they're damn sure not going to give up the rights to war games because money's not the object here. Notoriety is, and war games is something that's known back from the era, you know, from the world class era. So, why the hell would they give that up? Exactly. Yeah. He could probably come up with something similar to war games, like Impact did with Lethal Lockdown, basically being like their version of like a Hell in a Cell, almost a, not even a Hell in a Cell, more like a half Hell in a Cell. It, it was basically uh, Sting's variation of war games. Hold on, I wanted to show you this, and it queued up early. This was from the same AEW event. Someone threw a hot dog into the ring, and this is what happened during commercial break. Okay. Hey, hold on, I got a question. <laughs> Who threw a wiener in the ring? <laughs> <laughs> is that the episode title? <laughs> squashes the wiener who threw a wiener in the room get a shot of him squashing the wiener right yes writing it down writing it down (laughs) who who threw a wiener in the ring good use of commercial break makes me wish i was there live yeah tell me about it right (laughs) yeah so that's pretty much all of the uh aew news yeah you need the clip too (laughs) yeah you can't be trusted with that I put it in the I put it in the chat room. You have it right there. <laughs> God help us. Yeah. Next thing you know, we're gonna hear Squires was blocked on all of AEW's Twitters. What happened, Squires? Well, yeah, right. I got heat. <laughs> I got Wiener heat. <laughs> no, that's not the title. <laughs> no, you definitely don't want that to be the title. No, no. But uh, yeah, like I said, I think that it's a really good time. Uh, in regards to just the way these companies are going and the way things are looking. And uh, the only thing is that, once again, WWE seems to keep tripping over themselves with finishes and, and endings to things. They ended SmackDown on Fox like shit. They ended the pay-per-view last night like shit. You know, they just 
it's just like one thing after another with just them not knowing what to do when it comes to the finish of the whole show and it just being terrible each time. But you know, WWE is responsible for their own actions, right? Oh no, come on. Don't try to segue me into him yet, please. <laughs> we'll talk about Jeff in a, in a few minutes. Oh my God. <laughs> it was so perfect. I couldn't ignore it. Fucking Jeff. First, I want to talk Ooh. a little bit about Ric Flair here, who TMZ caught up with. And uh, Crown Jewel's coming up. Is, is everything all good with the WWE? Everything's great. This is for me better. This is big Family. news. So, so there's it, 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 there's been a reconciliation. There, there was never anything wrong. I it, it's a, it's a uh, agree to disagree. So this is good. This is it. always has been. I never sued anybody. Yeah, family. family. Yeah. Beautiful. You never sued. I don't know where that came from. Never wrote him a letter. I would express something. Well, no, I mean, I, it's family. Okay, I mean, my I, daughter is the biggest star they have. Um, not only as an ambassador, but as a performer. And I'm getting ready. If Hogan gives me any more lip, but what, that's set what him I, straight. I was gonna say Hogan's <laughs> talking smack. Yeah, well, you know why? 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 Because why? he doesn't think that I have him in me right now to nail him. Team Flair. I gotta know, and I gotta know. Look, look, I gotta, I gotta know. Would the doctor, would the doctor clear you to beat Hogan's ass? Would you be like able to go and, and throw some blows for real? He's clear. A, I'm clear you gotta, for anything. You, you, got a th- you got a thumbs up. I could be in the main event tomorrow night. I could be, are you, giving, could, are could, you dropping us some? It, it could be me in Austin or me in The Rock. Oh, <laughs> or it could be bigger than all that and me and Hogan. Oh man, hey, Woo. message for Hogan. Message for Hogan. <laughs> Tell Hulkamania I'm in town. There it is. And if we're not drinking, we're fighting. God. Don't tempt him. Crown Jewel will make it happen. He said Flair and he come on. Don't be mean. <laughs> you know that's Billy Graham. No, I'm getting yeah, in the meantime, he must be better because Hogan's supposed to be having his uh his tenth back surgery. Lord. He said this on the herd with Colin Coward. So yeah. He's gonna be having his tenth back surgery. I'm I'm assuming that's gonna be after Survivor Series unless they're gonna be wheeling him in. I mean, hey, didn't he show up at what lockdown and crutches? Or was that like the ace and ace turns? Oh, what about when he showed up uh, with that big back brace? It looked like Robocop coming down. <laughs> Robo Hogan. <laughs> you know, what about that running? That 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 walking, that that limping. Oh dear lord. As long as we don't have him show up in the game and like crutches or a back brace, I'll be happy. Yeah, that's what it was. They said right it was a body brace. He came down the ramp. That shitty teenager. Oh my god. Let <laughs> me play that crap on here once. Oh Jesus. Yeah. Actually, well, um, I know we said uh, we were kinda of done with the AEW news. There is one minor uh thing of a match announcement. It looks like God for tough for this Wednesday. What's that? We are going to get uh, Darby Allen versus Jimmy Havoc, and the winner gets a world title shot uh, October 16th in Philly. Interesting. Those are two so, names of people who are not going to be world champions, though. Yeah, but that's two people I was trying to kill Jericho in the process, though. But yeah. eh, it's going to be two interesting names. Good to see those guys. Like, they're throwing, they're giving everybody their, their shot in the sun, pretty much. It's something that's, that'll keep the seats warm. Oh, yeah. That's going to be just an overall fun match to watch. <laughs> 
we've seen what happens when these two are in the same place at the same time. So it's like, why not? Yeah, pretty much. All we need is Joey Janela and freaking John Moxley, and we can just roll out the morgue at that point. Yeah, and these guys are becoming overnight sensations as far as notoriety and names go as well. So Yeah, you know. I didn't know who Darby Allen was before AEW, and now I can't forget him. Yeah, they've introduced me to quite a lot of people. I know who the hell MJF was. Same. <laughs> but look at the impact and the impression these guys are leaving. Yeah, I mean, I think people with MJF, most people seem to like him a lot more than I do. I don't dislike him or anything, but like I said before, just the MJF hype is a bit much. Or it's like just, okay. just too much MJF. You're seeing like I like I get it. He's a he's that character, you know, incredible, and he's good at it too. He's good at being that character, but it's just like the level of you hype has it, has it been that long since we've had a character like that? Oh, I think it's been a while. Yeah, you don't want to burn people out on him too fast. That's really the only kind of problem with him. So um, yesterday, I think it was on yesterday's show, you mentioned to me Bray Wyatt being on Good Day Sacramento. Was that you to mention that? You did, right? Yeah, off the air. And it was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, you said that uh, he, um, he was stating Kept I actually found the clip here. I wanted to play it. This is great. He has a big match at the event. Is here in studio with us. <laughs> Good Day Sports Director Cody Stark standing by with Bray Wyatt, except for I don't see Bray yeah, Wyatt. Oh, we're missing Bray? a Bray Wyatt. Bray. Did you lose him? Bray. Bray. Oh, oh, wait. Oh, 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 here he is now. <laughs> hey, Bray. Oh. Welcome to the neighborhood. Hey. Hey. Hi, everybody. Hey. It's good to see you. How are you, sir? Man, I'm super duper. That hurt. You didn't bring your friends with you today, though. I thought you would have the puppets and stuff. They didn't send them an invite. Oh, I'm they were, sorry. They were really upset at you. That's my bad, my bad. Okay, yeah. so Hell in the Cell is, is coming up. If people aren't familiar with that, what, what is it? It's this big, horrible structure that we do combat in. <laughs> Oh, wait, wait. Uh-huh. Do you see how pleasant Bray is? Uh-huh. Yes. He says this. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Like really so nice sweater. Thanks. Beautiful yeah. sweater. Thank you. I'm a little nervous now. That's what we call good home training. <laughs> yeah. I kind of forgot the questions I was going to ask Bray because you kind of freaked me out there a little bit. Um, uh, do, you, do you enjoy calamari? What's that? <laughs> um, I'm really struggling. I, I got to tell you about Hey, Angelo. Tag in. Tag, tag in. Okay. Right. Okay. Bray Wyatt, how's it going, my man? Super, man. All right. Uh, unlike many WWE superstars, you have the support of the Fireflies. No matter what you do, the Fireflies are behind you. If the Fiend destroyed Michael Cole tomorrow, they would go, yeah, he had it coming. Tell us what it's like to have the Fireflies behind you every step of the way. Man, it's really cool to have lots of good friends. <laughs> you know? This is crazy. He never character. Oh, man. Your match this Sunday is against Seth Rollins. Now, uh, the Fiend has an issue with Seth Rollins, uh, does he also hate CrossFit? Is that what's going on? What is the issue with Seth Rollins? Well, as you can see, I, I like to perform what I like to call the muscle man dance, which is oh, why I'm twice that. the size of Seth Rollins, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. because I'd like to force the blood into my muscles. I'm not a big CrossFit fan. But uh, uh, as far as Hell in the Cell goes, it's the Fiend taking on Seth Rollins. And I'm really nervous because Fiend is he's pretty crazy, man. I don't know what he's going to do. I feel like he could he could use okay. some orthodonture. I got another question. <laughs> got another question. Got another question. Can I tap in? Tap in. Tag tap in. in. Tag in. All right. Just we're on video. It doesn't oh, work. Come unless on, you can buddy. See the tag. Okay. There we go. There we go. There we go. Okay. 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 Uh, what is, what is the deal with the fiend? Why is he so angry? And why is he targeting some of my favorite WWE stars? Well, have you ever had anything traumatic happen to you in your life? 
<laughs> say 430? Yeah, yeah, sure I have. Yeah, yeah. Don't you wish you uh-huh. could just get back at everyone who wronged you in your life? Uh-huh. Man, that would be cool, right? That would be awesome. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's a little one tag in now. That is awkward. <laughs> just scared to tag in. Um, uh, what is not to run? You're they look like they own the what, uh, what does yowie wowie mean? Man, so think about this. Uh, uh. Have you ever had something so amazing happen to you that you just couldn't control what came out of your mouth uh-huh. next? So try it. Watch, watch. Okay, this okay, how it goes. Okay. Right. Yowie wowie. <laughs> do it, Cody. Do it. Do it. Yowie, wow! Oh, no, that stinks. Angela, 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 you can do it. Put your soul into it. Yowie, wowie! That was great. That was great. Thanks for coming on, man. It's good to see you. Can't wait to see you up there. See all our favorite stars, everything. And then, you know, that bad guy might be there, too. Yeah, it's going to be awful. Information there on your screen. Go see it. It's going to be awesome. Back to you guys. For sure. You got to work on his yowie wowie. That's all I'm going to say. You got to work on that. You got to say it from your soul, from the bottom. You know, you sing from like down here, not from up here. Okay, you do it. Yeah, like you give it a whirl. Okay, okay. Go go away, news people. (laughs) News people always fuck up things. You notice that? (laughs) Too much news person. (laughs) They look like they. They look like they didn't expect him to stay in character that long. Oh, God. I saw that and it made me laugh so much. I was just like, you know what? I think he needs to see this. Oh, God. But it's like he, one of the things he did, and it's one of my favorite aspects of this whole Bray and the Fiend, he talks about the Fiend as if it's literally a separate person. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the best parts of the whole gimmick. Like He literally said the Fiend is going to do, like, not I'm going to do this, the Fiend is, but, oh, God, that made me laugh. I know my squires goes, I watched that shit. Our tattoo enthusiasts out there. Finn Balor's new tattoo. Easy shot of it here. Very cool. Yeah. You know, yeah, a fresh cut too. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure the haircut was easier than the fucking tattoo. Are you talking about the hair? hair? <laughs> I, 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 I just felt the need to point it out. Like, it looked nice, all right? Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Haircut, I can compliment right? on that haircut shit. And he shaved, I think, right? Yeah. <laughs> Cut his nails and shit. (laughs) (laughs) Got a Manny Penny, everything. Look at him. (laughs) And he probably still got them abs, Russo. (laughs) All I'm saying is, you know he'll get Russo heat for that haircut. You know he will. He just needs to stop smiling. Yeah. And stop sticking his tongue out when he's a demon. Like, it's just. You know, beat through the demon thing, but just stop smiling. Yeah. You know, that's my big request if I have any. So, uh,. Wrestling Observer has reported that Braun Strowman has a four-year deal for $1.2 million a year. <laughs> so that's definitely a big amount of money. And they said that AJ Styles' money is significantly more. So, that's surprising. Yeah, so there's a little bit of more numerical value. There's a lot of number shit in this episode, right? I guess because of all the damn ratings. Yeah. Numbers were a big thing this week. So Kurt Angle's brother. Eric but, Angle. Eric Angle, yeah, apparently he got indicted. He was selling steroids on the dark web. He was uh, part of these, he's with these other two guys that were members of Quantum, which is spelled with like, you know, letters and numbers, which was a drug trafficking ring. And uh, they basically imported Chinese steroids and uh, they were using cryptocurrency, stuff like Bitcoin, things of that nature. I feel like 
every couple of seasons we talk about Kurt Angle's brother. Does he have more than one brother, or was he like? No, it's a, it's the same one. Wasn't there one that killed somebody though? I think it was the same one. I I feel like it was the same angle. Oh, I don't know. Like I feel like this was that same. I feel like yeah, I think both of them were the same angle. They got to you on Suplex City long before it was a thing. Like it's, I I want to Google. I don't want to hold up the show. But was it Kurt Angle who had a brother? Kurt Angle brother. Murder? What if I put murder? Is that, I think it was the wrong person. I never heard anything about a second brother. At least not to my knowledge. Yeah, he has a brother named David. That, oh, okay. Uh, so it was the other one. Okay, so Jesus. That murdered somebody. Got pick better siblings, bro. What you doing? Yeah, I thought I was losing. I was thinking, holy crap, the guy who murdered someone managed to get away with it and then went on to be a fucking dark web drug trafficker? But no, <laughs> no, it's not that ridiculous. It's just that he has two brothers and they're both on separate sides of crime syndicates. That yeah. makes a lot more sense. Sounds like the opening of a fucking Far Cry game. <laughs> you know, it's just strange, right? Yeah, fuck. Yeah. Like I said, I, I come, I read these stories with you guys on the air. I don't, I don't prepare in regards to seeing what this is first. I didn't realize it until I'm reading it. Like, holy shit. Yeah. Quantum, dark, you know, steroids. And Kurt Angle, apparently they were reporting that with the other brother, he cried when he waved his right to, uh, I guess a trial or whatever. And he went away for homicide. So it's like, he's going to be crying for this dude too. Like, what are with these brothers in there? Uh, the hell's going on? Jesus. Squires at a family reunion, they chant, you suck at Kurt's brothers. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, man. So, WWE has officially changed the name of the Cruiserweight title. Yep. It is now called the NXT Cruiserweight title instead of the Tool 5 Live one, right? Yeah, um... They ran a vignette for Leo Rush and Drew Gulak this coming week, and Drew and Leo called it the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Yeah, so slowly so, they're incorporating the uh, Cruiserweight division into NXT, like we told you guys they were going to do. And coincidentally, this past SmackDown, which we talked about the debut on Fox, there was no 205 Live following it. They said it was a last-minute decision to just not have a 205 Live after it. Yeah, I don't know what the reason is. But for anyone that didn't really get to see the official uh, appearance of it, here is a shot here where it is being called the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Yeah, which I mean, when I heard they were going to integrate them there, my hope was that the title was going to come with them because it at least still gives them all their own level of separation on NXT. Yeah. So how do you think they're going to fare here being merged with everything? I think they'll have a better chance here because they'll be on a they'll be on a more relevant stage. Like I mean, when you look at it, the two hundred five live guys have become soldiers in the Wednesday Night War, so a, you're gonna see better out of them. I think it's a big opportunity because when you really look at it, uh, they're pretty much where uh, they're where SmackDown was. You know, they're on the USA Network. Yeah, that's huge for them. So, yeah, we should definitely... In, in, in reality, the, the death of 205 Live worked out better for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, one number that we didn't talk about was the season premiere of Raw in the UK. And apparently there, they did 24,000 viewers. But uh, that's at one in the morning for anyone who knows friends in UK time like we do. That's late as hell for them, but it still ain't great numbers, you know. Tom Phillips yeah. Roll, he's officially now the NXT UK commentator. 
So he, his days of commentating aren't over. He's just been pushed over to the UK. Yep. So, good for him. Yeah. Still up a show to be a part of, so I hope he does well. Mm-hmm. He's got a good team over there, so. All right, well, let's get it over with Jeff Hardy. Do you, do you even know what happened? I didn't even bother to, to look it up yet. I, I mean, I same shit, different day. Driving intoxicated. Got the clink. Come on, Jeff. Like, and WWE, as usual, did fuck all about it. Like, they released a statement saying Jeff Hardy is responsible for his own actions and shit. Like... Their usual do shit about it without actually doing shit about it. See, that right there, that is a face of a man that knows he's getting a title shot when he comes back. Because that's what the fuck they do, because they don't actually do shit anymore. That's why the Usos are always getting drunk. That's why he's always getting drunk. That's why people do whatever they want, because they know WWE's not going to do shit about him, because they're more worried about AEW than those people's freaking lives. Only thing I could think of in his defense is maybe at this point he smiled in this mugshot just so that you'd be able to tell it apart from the other 20 mugshots. <laughs> yeah. You know, like now at least we'll know the smiling one was 20, 2019 of October. You know, <laughs> he'll make a funny face for each one, you know. Maybe this is part of his art. You roll through in a collage, it'd be great. Put one of the songs on it, there you go. I just can't believe that he's up there again. At this point, like... Because it's like nobody, and, and and see at the end of the day, yes, it is his responsibility at the same time. But when you're not punishing anybody for their actions, you think they're going to stop on their own? No, because they know there's no repercussions for what they do. The worst he gets is a mugshot and then he's released. He comes off, and I hate to say it, but he comes off as somebody like a I don't know, like a fucking Kurt Cobain type, or just somebody who you'd find out in the future died young because they were crazy you know what i mean you're not wrong like when i see him it's just kind of like i hate to think of the fact that one day you can hear that he he died you know what i mean like literally tomorrow you can hear that he died in his sleep or some crazy shit he just comes up as the type where it's like yeah he has his shit together till he doesn't which is what worries me about him like i prefer less dwis from this fucking dude you know what I mean? Like, someone just needs to outright tell them, there's no excuse for this, man. Like, stop fucking driving everywhere. Get Lyft, Uber. You can be as drunk as you want in there. Ah, oh, yeah, it's becoming a problem. It's weird how, with all the with all the friends, resources, and family that he has, that there's not really something that could be done. And you're right, WWE did say Jeff Hardy is responsible for his actions. Again, that doesn't you know? fix shit. Because according to Meltzer from Wrestling Observer, they basically said that they can't fire Jeff because he'll go to AEW and he'll be a giant star there. And they're never going to fire anyone for three strikes anymore. It's just not going to happen because they'll just never have a third strike now, which I always felt was what was happening before this. I felt like the, the, the third strike doesn't exist unless they needed to. So, um, yeah, they're not going to get rid of Jeff because he, it's not like, like there's so many places to work right now in wrestling that who'd be crazy enough to fire anyone? You know what I mean? That's the reason why Randy Orton can go play some game and say the N-word and talk about how great the AEW pay-per-view was last night that he bought. Who's going to do anything? Like, everyone's in a very, very compromising situation. And uh, Matt Hardy tweeted about it. He said, so many have asked me about my brother tonight. I love my brother and I want him to be happy and healthy. I've expressed that to him as much as I can. Jeff has to make his decisions about his life. I have to focus on my two boys and soon-to-arrive son. I can only control my actions. That's the, like, that literally sounded like more of an effort put forward in WWE. Like, I got my own shit to worry about at the end of the day. My brother's a grown man. Yeah. 
I mean, they, like, Rebbe, of course, expressed frustration towards, yeah. uh, towards Jeff when this first started happening. Yeah, Rebbe's pissed. Rebbe's been pissed off about it. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, that's that's her kid's uncle. Like everybody you see, but WWE seems to be giving more of a fuck. I've noticed. Like mm-hmm. he's gonna come back. They're gonna give him another fucking title shot. They're probably gonna give the hardest attack title back, titles back, and then fuck all's gonna happen again. Like I can't take this company seriously. Whenever time something happens, fuck the AEW thing. But they, but they are right. Like, he is responsible for his own actions, though. You know what I mean? Like yeah. what what are they supposed to do? Fire him? I mean, something more than what they do. Damn sure don't hand him another championship when he comes back. That seems to be the only thing that ever happens. Have him go to rehab. Yeah, that's what they're not. That that's, that's, that would be more than they've been doing lately. They just they just copy and paste the same statement lately and then just move on with their day. Yeah, like I said, have him go to rehab if that's what it takes. Something yeah, like you that. don't you you don't come back till you get clean. Like you know, anything, anything at this point. More than what they've been doing, I guess that's what they need. So another news, Kylie Ray has officially started Impact Wrestling, huh? Could have been worse. She could have gone to ROH. What she could happened? wrestle with Tessa Blanchard. So. What happened between her and AEW? It couldn't have just been the Nyla Rose thing. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Because they were featuring her in AEW. She was like their Bailey, but a cooler version. You know. That one. And it sounded like she retired. And it seemed more like she escaped. But it makes you wonder what the hell was she escaping from because she she announced it sounded like a retirement early on, and then she sh- suddenly showed up back in the Indies and now here she is for Impact. She wanted to get away from AEW. It makes you wonder what kind of a story, who's the heat with, what because something will eventually come out. I just wonder what it was that caused her to make that abrupt of a decision, which is guaranteed to come out in a shoot or something. Remember oh, yeah. this day and remember me saying this. There's no way that somebody like think about this girl. She made a conscious decision to go from being featured in AEW to uh being in the Indies and then back on Impact. And I know there was rumors going around that she didn't want to job out to Nyla Rose. And she also didn't want to wrestle Nyla Rose and she also wasn't pro Nyla Rose thing. I haven't heard any confirmation of that from her, but I'm just saying that uh something something made her uncomfortable enough to just give up that entire AEW spot or something happened. I wish I knew what it was. I, you know, maybe we'll find out. Yeah, one of these days. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Because, um, yeah, I think that was one of the coolest, different-looking people that they had there. She was just so uh, positive. To be, just having, just seeing her on TV was always so positive and so happy. Like, mm-hmm. like what would have happened to where she didn't want to be here anymore? Yeah, I don't know. Some shit. <laughs> really weird. Hope she does well there. That's all I can say at this point. Like that's all you can think at this point. Just hope she does good over there. But I would kind of like to know what would drive somebody to run from this company like that because this would be, yeah. be this would be the official first discrepancy we hear of. Hopefully the last. Uh, maybe there isn't a discrepancy, but I just wonder what will make somebody make a make a bolt for it like that. Exactly. You know? And I guess saying that she retired was a was just a ruse to be released. You know. All right, so Lacey Evans was on Up, Up, Down, Down, which, by the way, I've started to wonder, is this even still about video games when he has people on there anymore, or we just gave that up? I think they play some little Wii game, like, once or twice, but... uh, To an extent, it's still, but sometimes more just about the stories and anything as well, but he kind of mixes up. Like, um, one thing I did here is apparently, I guess, his channel's going to launch the My Career trailer tomorrow for 2K20, so... Alright, we'll show that when we get back on the air. But uh yeah, this was Lacey Evans talking about just her uh well, I'll let you hear it. Life have kind of culminated into this 
amazing pie that you could serve to people showing them like I've done this I've done this and like you can too and you can too yeah. uh, I had a very rough upbringing um, a lot of drug addiction depression and that's all I knew yeah. until I joined the military um, there when WWE contacted me and I realized I sat back and thought about it and how my life could change and the impact that I could make mm -hmm. knowing where I came from I have to do it yeah there's a lot of people hurting and yeah. are going through things that they don't want to talk about and they just sit there and accept the the lifestyle that they feel they're stuck in. Mm -hmm. And I know what that feels like and it's the furthest from the truth. That is not the life you have to live. Yeah. Just, just because that's the card you were dealt does not mean that's the deck you have to play with mm -hmm. because life is short and you are capable of anything and I'm a prime example. Yeah. The fact that I get this platform to to help those babies and the young adults that are suffering, people are suffering out there in the world. I, like I said, I never thought I'd be famous or be a public figure, but now that I am, damn it, I'm going to take full <laughs> advantage of this to help people. Yeah. And if it's going in there and performing on Monday Night Raw and coming on here and telling the world, watch freaking WWE <laughs> because we are the best sports entertainment company in the world, then damn it, I'll say that because we have stories that people need to hear. Yeah. And know that life is not as bad as they feel like it is. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. You don't have to be famous like me to freaking realize that because, to be honest with you, I sleep in my car on the road loops and I still live in a camper trailer. Yeah. That's my life. Don't get it twisted. You see these big hats <laughs> and these pearls and whatever. And in life is great, but I remember where I come from. Yeah. I come from, I'm a, I'm a normal human being and I've been through hell just like the rest of the world out there just like the babies that are suffering yeah. and if i can make it so can they yeah yeah mark said why does woods look like stevie wonder man why do you do that mark <laughs> this girl had that feel good story you come with that you're very admirable she's a true soldier yeah hey props to her say what we want about it but props to her yeah so there's still talk of of possibly CM Punk getting this fucking WWE backstage role. The, not literally backstage, but there's a show by Fox called WWE Backstage that they have full control of. And they've looked at people like Taz. They've looked at people like CM Punk. They even reached out to Jim Ross. You know, I guess he had to decline, obviously, because AEW and all that. But, right. um, you know, they've reached out to multiple people for this show and we're hearing that they're going to make an offer to CM Punk which is a very interesting situation Triple H was asked about it and he gave the cliche WWE never say never <laughs> response <laughs> to things and basically said that at the end of the day it is Fox's show to do it as they want and uh you know it's 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 strange just that uh CM Punk of all people doesn't look like he's going to wind up with a uh, WWE. I mean, with AEW, he looks like he, he might wind up back with WWE at some point in some capacity, which is really strange. I would prefer at this point, after everything has happened, just for it to not happen. I know people exactly. get pissed and tell me that. I mean, oh, it's like, you know what, man? I, I, I'm good. Like, I really would just prefer like, not now. I'd like to see the wrestling business move on without the guy. Like, it's not going to change anything if he shows up. He's just going to be another person that's just in front of your TV screen. Someone's going to have to pay him a lot of money and treat him like loyalty. And yeah, Stace is right. He would be working for Fox, not WWE technically, but he'd be working for yeah. Fox on the WWE product. There'd have to yeah. be some sort of agreeance in their part there. But, um, he, he, um, 
was recently on the Collider Live, and he spoke a little bit about the relationship, which I'm going to link you guys to the full thing and let you hear this clip. Talk to when I bring up John Moxley, and you bring up like AEW too, because we had in Cody Rhodes like last week, and, and Brandy, yeah, and Brandy, excuse me, Brandy, and we had, and there's all that stuff about the AEW with you too, and like there, there's something you you had said about that they had made an offer through text message. Yeah. He said that there wasn't made an offer through text message. You guys sat that there were you guys they did make an offer. You got sat down at like a coffee shop. He, did not, he denied the text message. He said, offer? No, he no, he said, said, he said that. He's, Place. No, he said. Oh, okay. He said they definitely. He said they definitely texted you. Said, yeah. but but he said, but they people took you out to coffee and and they had conversations too. And because this thing with uh, with WWE, even you're announcing, um, because when you're saying you didn't have fun, is potentially one of the two things. Coming back to a place where you could have control of your character, you could do more things that make it fun, less of a traveling schedule like an AEW, right? Mm-hmm. Or working with young wrestlers and maybe being a you know as far as being a booker and and something along the lines where you can teach. Younger generation is that something that's interesting? Uh, I, I don't know because yeah. there's that there's a big part of me. I mean, it, talking about wrestling and me doing anything in the wrestling arena is uh, it, it always feels kind of weird and uncomfortable because there's so many variables. And the the number one thing for me is I will never put myself in a position um, where I could be harmed ever again. And you know, there's a lot of trust that goes into that. So. What do you mean by that? I I mean, I, I gave of myself to a point where, uh, I look back at it and if I didn't leave and walk out, I would be dead because nobody else was going to do it because I was just, I was sick and I was hurt and I was messed up and the people put in place to make sure to help. They weren't protecting you. They're not helping. I see. You know what I mean? Um, it's, uh, I mean, it is what it is, you know, uh, but I, I begged for time off for, I don't know how long I never got it, yeah. you know? Um, I, um well, that's notorious. Even back we, in the we've heard this story a thousand times though, you know? Yeah. Same shit, different day. I find the beg for time off thing a little bit. Um, I don't know. It's difficult to believe, man, honestly, you know, just because of the fact that you don't really, if, if it's that desperate, you, you shouldn't even be asking. You should be going, which I know he eventually did. But just to think that, man, I was dying. I was on my deathbed. I was going to die. I felt like I almost died and I still didn't just take the time off at that point. I begged them for it. And then when they told me no, I was like, fuck it. I'll just go die a little bit more. You know, <laughs> it's just like, like that'd just be strange. That's a strange human thought, right? You know what I mean? Like, man, I was dying. I felt like my soul leaving my body dying and shit. And I went to Vince and told him, listen, I can't do this anymore. Vince was like, come on, pal, do one more loop. So then I said, shit, even though I might die, I'm going to go. Like, that doesn't sound right, you know? Oh, my God. Yeah, at this point, the wrestling world does not need him. No, it's really not going to change. It, it wouldn't change anything if you went to AEW. It wouldn't change anything if you went to Impact, oh, I mean, Lucha Underground, CMML. It doesn't matter where you go. It's not going to change. He has his following. Get me wrong. It'll blow up. I would just prefer to see this era of wrestling not have that kind of steam behind. I just want to see it the way that it is. Yeah, it's fine like, like big, it is. Without there being like a big game changer in it. I like the, the balance that we have right now. You know, that's exactly. more that's more to my interest than anything. It's fun this way. Yeah, exactly. So, um, apparently there was a point on Total Divas and the season premiered on tomorrow. We're still talking about this where, uh, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville go to the production truck to talk with them about the first LGBTQ storyline, which I guess was going to involve the two of them. Yeah. It's supposed to be like, uh, the talk of a lesbian angle. 
But if if Total Divas is always behind Raw, wouldn't that angle have already have happened? That's what I, I guess. Like they're still even to this point, still trying to figure out if that's going to happen. They haven't figured out how lesbians work. At this point, I wouldn't be surprised. Like we've been hearing rumors about it for so long, and we're like, oh, you know, they're still trying to get it sorted. You know, they gotta, they're trying to get Kevin Feige, but he's busy doing the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And uh, <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? It's a lesbian storyline, right? Make what them the f- kiss and what, move on. What do they need? What is it that they need exactly to get ready? You they know, need, like <laughs> they need a Lesbos episode of South Park. That's what they need. All we need is Miss Garrison to come out of the Raw arena, Lesbos. You know, well, we, we we still have to sort a few things. We got to get, we, we, we're we putting it through beta test and we're going to have like a small <laughs> team check for any bugs and then we're going to go back. It's like, come on, let's get it. Anyway, but this is the trailer of the uh, the LGBT thing. ...in figuring out who I want to be and starting to feel comfortable with who I am. I'm finding my style and it's a great feeling. Mandy and I are meeting with the producers. Is it this way? To pitch the first ever LGBTQ storyline in the WWE. I just feel like responsibility that I need to represent the gay community. This is Mandy and I's moment. This is where we prove ourselves. When you're on the top of the packing order, you bring the lower people up. You don't put them down. That was like a low blow. I'm taking it as a sign and I'm going to reinvent myself. The story of my life, I'm the comeback kid. I always start as the underdog, but I'm confident that I'll prevail. Yeah, I think that story got shot down. Mark, yeah, this Mark, Carano, Mark Carano probably said, look, you know, Vince doesn't want to do the gay thing. You know, that's how they would approach it, right? <laughs> it will be no scissoring on Monday Night Raw, right? Yeah, you know, didn't happen for them. There will be no scissor push this evening, no. Yeah, exactly. All right, any other news or anything on your mind, my friend? Um... Oh, that's, that's, see, w- that's true. Mark 7110 just pointed out the, what was the whole billion. <laughs> but, but remember, if you recall, the end twist of that angle was that no one was gay. It was, <laughs> it was all just a three minute warning. Remember, that was how the whole thing turned out. Like it literally started off as an angle specifically for that to have the marriage. They got, they even got Fox, ironically, to be part of the publicity and everything. And the old man, the person that was playing the old man, actually turned out to be Eric Bischoff in a great disguise. And then out of nowhere. It returns. <laughs> man, I remember we used to use that button for Hogan bitch, but that's a different story. But uh <laughs> Jesus Christ. I might have put that that's... link in there twice, sorry, but yeah, I was just making sure I had it off my fucking clipboard. Yeah, I mean, besides that. The only other thing, a couple of the names I forgot to mention as well, uh, Mark Andrews and Keith Lee also making their 2K debuts this year. So. I like Keith Lee's entrance, too, so it'd be really cool to have that in the game, the whole bask in his glory. Oh, <laughs> my God, dude. There's so many people who are making their 2K debuts, and I'm so happy for them. This roster is going to be ridiculous. Yeah, no, definitely going to be one of the better ones. And uh, the first, is this the first official Tommaso Ciampa that we're getting in a WWE game? Uh, this is the second time, actually. He he missed last year, but he was in the year before um, when basically DIY was still around. Okay. Yeah, so this is basically Tommaso's return. So Very cool. Very, very cool. And hey, look at that. We got, um, you know what? I'll try to squeeze some extra shit in here since... Uh, 
since we're almost done. And you know why that is? That's mainly because um, since we did the shows throughout the week, we've covered almost everything. The, fr- the Friday special definitely helped. You know? Exactly. Like, yeah, don't worry, guys. We're still going to talk about what happened on Raw tonight. But I'm just seeing what other extra news or fluff I can give for uh, for us to at least go a little bit over the two-hour mark here. There was a Sting interview that he did. I'm trying to find out who's this Sting interview with. Um, I guess this was on the blue carpet of, <laughs> of of WWE. Yeah, something like that. Why do they have a blue carpet? Because SmackDown was blue. Oh, I see. So the red carpet would be for red, ah! the, the blue carpet. And then NXT is going to have a yellow and black carpet. And then Ring of Honor is going to have whatever their colors are on carpet. Mm-hmm. They'll do every kind of carpet currently except the munching kind, huh? Oh, my God. <laughs> That's the one carpet they draw the line on. I can't believe you <laughs> went there. <laughs> That's oh where, my god! I don't know why you think of that. That's where creative shoots it down, right? Holy hell! But anyway, here's a here's thing on the on the blue carpet in honor of the 20th anniversary of SmackDown and their debut on Fox. I gotta ask you, you are an icon in this business. You know, you were at the very top at WCW. I want to know, for you, what is it like sort of, you know, coming out and really connecting and gravitating and engaging with an audience? Oh, man, that's one of the things that kept me glued to wrestling all the years that I was uh, wrestling. 30 years, it was the fans, it was the crowd. I mean, anyone who says that the the roar of the crowd doesn't really matter to them is lying. Uh, It really matters what the crowd says, what they're feeling, what their emotions and all that. You want to have a storyline that's meaty. And, um, man, it's it's incredible. Um, I've enjoyed and I miss... The relationship with the fans that I had all those years, um, good times. But you know what? I'm getting a taste of it again here tonight. So, exactly. and given that when you came to WWE, it was like this huge, like you know, shocker. What was that like for you? And did you ever think you would make the hop on over to WWE? Well, first of all, it was amazing. It was different from anything that I've ever experienced. Yes, I've heard all kinds of crowd reactions and all, but, you know, the WWE uh, crowds, oh, my gosh. They're, they're, first of all, enormous. They're very, very loyal. Uh, No, I never thought that I would be... Uh, under the uh, WWE umbrella. I never thought that I would be interviewing here, you know, the very first SmackDown on Fox. This is my first SmackDown, you know, for me. But, uh, yeah, so, yeah, I never thought any of it would happen, but it did. I came full circle all the way around, and everything's turned out fantastic. Well, given that, what are you most excited for tonight? Man, I am excited just to uh, see what fans do when they freak out over every single... You, you've got everyone under the sun here. I mean, I, I just want to hear the crowd, see the crowd, and then just let that resonate for a little while. But, I mean, you, you know, from The Rock to Hulk Hogan, and I mean, every, everybody is here. And the matches, I'm sure, are going to be, you know, WrestleMania caliber. So it, it's a combination of the whole package, I guess. And last question, obviously with SmackDown moving to Fox, it's, you know, this world of sports and entertainment mixing together. What are your thoughts on that, given that you've seen the evolution of this business? Oh, thoughts on, on coming over to Fox? Um, my God, you know what? The evolution has been dr- dramatic in the last 20 years, for sure. Um, Fox, I mean, you can't get any bigger than that. Uh 
WWE, you can't get any bigger than that. You marry the two together, and who knows what this monster is going to grow into. I mean, it's just going to be an unstoppable wave here, I think. Um, and it, it is, I guess, it's setting the precedent once again. It's, it's raising the bar to a new level. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Ding, for talking Absolutely. to me today. It was an honor. Take care. Thanks for watching, everybody. Don't forget to give this video a like. Subscribe to the channel. Funny to hear an official WWE channel be like, don't forget to like, subscribe, follow me on Instagram. And don't forget. <laughs> Snapped him out of existence. Yeah, if you said he's a habitual um, disruptor, leave him snapped. Leave him snapped. I don't miss him. It looks it looks familiar. That's what I think. Alright, so leave him snapped, you know. That's the thing. We don't really give too many chances here. Like uh yeah. they screw around the charm, we just kinda of think they'll snap you and keep it moving. Exactly. You got <laughs> you got it better than Tony you got it worse than Tony. You got re you got re snapped and then snapped again. You <laughs> that was yeah. end end game. Yeah, not too easy. Oh, I wish that was my first. That was my first time doing it too. So yeah. I wish there was like a challenge or something. Like I wish I had to like duel them or something. Oh my god! Right? Like it's just like I just touch you and poof, you're gone forever. And then I come behind with Jack with the shock trap and it's great. Yeah. So uh, WWE, according to Wrestling Observer, is trying really hard to start an NXT Japan, and they can't do it because of the cultural differences. So I guess it's hard for them to get this thing off the ground. But I guess they figure if they can start recruiting talent and having a Japan NXT, uh, you know, they'll rule out there the way they did with the UK. And they didn't with the UK, all of those other UK companies wind up suffering because of them having it out there. Yeah. But then again, WWE is the same company that that they hired that Chinese guy and then released him before he even chose him performance. (laughs) The Japanese is a very loyal culture to their kind in the sense that they're not going to just abandon Japanese wrestling and run to WWE because of the money the same way I guess other people would do you yeah know, just just because they're waving a lot of money they might keep their loyalties and stuff like New Japan and Noah like stuff that's rooted in their Japanese culture no different than the way an American likes to buy American cars I just couldn't imagine WWE just putting up tent over their little WWE NXT Japan shop and all these guys Hiroki Goto and you know, fucking Okada and Tanahashi just, hey, you know, we're just going to go be yeah. WWE. I think that it's too rooted in their uh, in their culture for them to do that. There, that doesn't mean that there aren't some people who wouldn't go, but I think it's different for them to leave the country and work with WWE overseas than it would be to be in the country and leave their, uh, you know, these rooted companies. But exactly. Like, like one thing with I noticed with the Japanese culture, like example Nakamura. Nakamura didn't leave and didn't leave um, New Japan until he was a hundred percent done over there. Until he did all he possibly could. If some of these guys have unfinished business, you're not just going to snatch them up just getting away from dollars in their face. Yeah, that's true. And uh, you know, maybe they'll do it. I mean, they're trying this. This is like a global takeover at this point. They seem to want to be number one everywhere. So clearly, yeah. they're going to do that. They're opening their doors to everything. At some point, it's going to either crash or saturate the market, though, at the pace that they're going versus how everyone else is going. It might because they they've gone out of their way for so many years to try to differentiate themselves from pro wrestling that they might just burn them their own stuff out. You know what I mean? And and pro wrestling remains intact since they've made that distinction. It might be to their demise. You know, even Vince McMahon, according to Fightful, has said recently uh, when he got a lot of heat for that finish, that that Hell in a Cell with the curb stomp over and over again. um, There are people around him that are saying that uh, 
Vince's attitude is just basically that um some some people are too pro wrestling. That some people on the roster are a little too pro wrestling. So um take that as what you will. I, I don't even know how to fit with like what? <laughs> it didn't make sense. I don't know what pro wrestling has to do with that. That's just not making sense. <laughs> Yeah, I don't get it either. I mean, you know, he's always liked there to be less focused on wrestling and more just on the entertainment aspect of things. I mean, it could mean that. Problem is, I wasn't entertaining. <laughs> yeah, After about no. the ninth stomp, I was kind of over it. <laughs> yeah, and that's also almost unrelated. Like, what the hell does that have to do with anything? That just sounds like, like an easy way to just kind of like pass it off. And it's like, no, dude, under no circumstances. That would have been like in the last episode of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Instead of him like shutting down the house and everything, he's had a dance party afterwards. Like, what the fuck is this? Like, That's like if someone went to a diner and ordered a burger medium rare and they got it back well done and complained about it. And then the waitress was like, you know what, man? Some people are just too fucking vegan. <laughs> I was like, what? That's, you bitch, what? Fix my burger right now, slut. <laughs> even, yeah, like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, that's just, it's just weird. Like, you know, hey. That's when you're single this, with the finger. Just come here, come here. Put the burger like, hey, right. This, this Rollins, this Rollins curb stomp thing is just kind of strange, Vince. You know, some people are just too pro wrestling. Like, like wait, no. what? Is that I'm a- too, I, I'm too stuffed to make sense. That's what I'm too. Like, <sighs> I've never heard that terminology, too pro wrestling. That's so funny. All right, well, it's time for us to talk about the weeklies, which at this point is just raw, since we've been talking about yeah. the weeklies all freaking week. We've been weekly talking about the weeklies. Mm-hmm. This show opens up with Corbin and Orton already beating up Rusev, like the, the lights cut on and he's just on the ground getting beat up. I was so sad. It was no pyro. I was like, eh. Nope. It was just an ass whipping. Y'all um, couldn't give me pyro and then ass whooping in the middle of it like you're rowing freaking Daniel Bryan. Like. And then Lashley. Brings it via satellite, and he's in bed. Yeah, he's in bed, and he's in Rusev's bed, and then Lana's in the bed with him, and the two of them are together, and then Rusev winds up giving fucking uh, Corbin and and Orton a rage beating. And then as uh, that's happening, Lana's Uber driver showed up, because that wasn't sure that was a short trip. I forget the writer's name, but there was a writer that used to work for them that was also credited at working at Days of Our Lives, One Life to Live in As the World Turns. And he tweeted when this was going on with crying emojis. And he was like, y'all can't point a finger at me for this one. Yo, speaking of tweets, did you hear about what Brazzers did? Yeah, Brazzers. uh, (laughs) What was the exact quote that they said? They said that if Vince needs any help coming up with dramatic finishes that they that they'll be glad yeah, to it was, it was like coherent like right dramatic finishes <laughs> <laughs> and you know what their finishes are better how bad is it when a poor company goes hey if y'all need some help we catch you dreadful oh Simply my god dreadful so uh yeah this lashley thing was was really weird and it comes back later on doesn't it i think so I don't remember if it was two segments or if it was just one traumatizing segment. But the point being, um, and, and, and I think my girlfriend said it the best, it was the best line of the whole thing. Cause if you listen to the music they had there and all, it was like, who fucks to that music? You know what I mean? Like, what are, what are Rusev and Lashley? Like, what are, what are Rusev and Lashley? What are they, like, 80 years old? <laughs> you listen to the fucking, I, I wish, do we have that segment somewhere? <laughs> Oh, that's fine. Oh, let me see. Give me a second. I might yeah, be able to find the stall. Stall. The music that it's like just this old school, like like it's the kind of music that like Steve Rogers would fuck to, you know. Like, <laughs> Even he wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> let me see if I can find it. Oh, I might be able to. 
I might do it. I might do it. Like, who puts this old school music on? You know, I was just like, Phew. oh, the bastards not uploaded. Oh, they didn't put it up yet. No, I don't they, know if they did. No, they're waiting patiently. I'm looking. I'm. I'm looking in their video section right now. It's not up yet. We'll put it up next time. It'll still be funny in a week. Trust me, because it's funny right now. But um, a premature lash this week. But yeah, that that music, you know, like what? <laughs> Can't even get into it right now, man. That was disturbing you know it was i'm so telling you man lana lost one hell of a bet because like yeah yeah it was just so corny you know anyway let's let's not talk about them anymore natalia faces lacey evans in a last woman standing match they literally feel like this came out of nowhere the finish being natty powerbombing lacey off of the stage through a table this was a poorly done last woman standing match. It was a bunch of soggy candlestick bumps, a trash can bump with a ton of trash, more trash than bump on Natty. Yo, um, I saw somebody, I can't remember who it was on Twitter. They were just like, wow, Lacey hit uh, Natty with the hell in the cell made of it. Yeah, pretty much. Here with the trash, you know, <laughs> you know, ugly moonsault from Lacey, the barricade, bad spot, bad setup. Nothing was, I don't even know what the hell, how that was supposed to look good. And, um, and then on top of that, it made Lacey just look like a dumbass because she kept picking her up at nine. Yeah, like if you would just leave her on the floor, the ref would count to ten. You're the reason why this keeps going. Like it's almost like, like I, I remember at one point, I think it was uh, I think it was AC said it was dumb to have Natty win. And it was like no, because Natty's the one with intelligence. It would have been dumb to have Lacey win at the at the rate that match went. The only innovative spot of the entire match, and that was more thanks to the new set than it was the testament of the girls, was Lacey being able to whip Natalia into the barricade and then her body sliding down the ramp part of it, which they did that spot twice because they know it was good. That shit you was know? funny. She slid down like a cartoon character. That was great. You know, late Lacey hits Natalia with the I am the table suplex and nothing breaks. Um, aside from that, you know, it, was, it, it wasn't. I think that they, this needed more planning. You can't just snap yeah. and have a last it, woman standing match. It, it should have been a lot more back and forth. It was literally just move, count, pick her up at nine. Move, count, pick her up at nine. Move, count, pick her up at nine. Like And shitty candlestick strikes and everything else. And yeah, the few, the few high spots, the few big bumps that they did were something that were solid for the show. But it, it really could have, the pacing of it could have been a lot better. And I think that the crowd and everyone else just sagged down with this match. Anyway, then we get another pointless Alistair Black promo. Where he says something, he wants to fight someone, and he's pissed off about it, and he's wasting TV time. And then they he probably watched the hell of a cellmate event. Yeah, they segue from that backstage promo to the street profits who are doing draft hype. They're talking about how they're going to represent the draft and they're going to report the draft and everything. Just more street profit hype. War Raiders go up against Ziggler and Rude, with the finish being Ziggler jobs out to the Viking Experience or the Viking Raiders. Which Ziggler. I don't know what happened with that one. Yeah, it was a little bit off. Like it, it looked like either Roe didn't catch him that good. It looked like Ziggler was out of out of position. Maybe Hanson threw him funny. Yeah, and um, the the home. I mean, it was a it was a workhorse match. They had a lot of things going. They were probably exhausted by the end of it. Oh, okay. yeah, it could be. Yeah. I did like a couple of the double teams. Though. I like War Machine using that springboard forearm German combo on Ziggler, and I did like the spinebuster zigzag double team from um that they that the uh, Ziggler and Rude used on uh on yeah. Eric. You know, those are really solid moves there, and it works complements each other. So I'm glad that they're able to do yeah. things like that. You know, sort of justify this tag team because that's what tag. Yeah, team they got to work on the timing just a tad because you could see Rue kind of had to hold him for a second. But beside that, I mean, the move was virtually perfect. But yeah, exactly. It is. It's just a cool combination to see because you don't really think that they would do something like that. But. Mm-hmm. Alistair Black beats up the Bollywood boys. They come out all confident and dancing and doing their things, and they wind up getting black mass for their troubles. Yeah, they got blacked. 
I couldn't have been the only one thinking it. <laughs> That's another shot, um, idea of the screenshot. It being um, Alistair Black with the Bollywood Boys in one shot and then the blacked logo just on the bottom of the screen. Writing it down. <laughs> it's not even a title and you're going to write it down? Go ahead. <laughs> they got blacked. Yeah. It's a night of jobbing, though, because then we got the OC going up against the Lucha House Party just so we could have a six-man tag match with the finish being AJ going over Kalisto with the phenomenal forearm. And then afterwards, they pick the bones, destroying all three of them with Lindsay getting the worst of it with a second rope Styles clash for his trouble. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess they just wanted to have some guys wrestle. It's not bad. You know, those are two good teams to have out there. I wish they would give the uh, the Lucha House Party a little bit more credibility than what they are giving them. But for Phil, it was what it was. I wish they would make it to where I can actually take them seriously. It really feels like all the energy of WWE has shifted from the beginning of the week to the end of the week. Yeah. They did this explosive Wednesday night stuff with NXT. They did this incredible SmackDown, even though they botched the ending. Hell in a Cell started to dither out. And then Monday, it doesn't seem like they care because they're focusing more on Wednesday and Friday. Yeah. At least that's the impression that I'm getting from what we're seeing here. Same here. So anyway, then we get the Miz TV with the guests being Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair, women SmackDown and Raw Women's Champions. And uh, the Kabuki Warriors show up at the top of the ramp and they give a fantastic promo in Japanese, even for there being no subtitles and no translation, just the feeling in their promo is better than what most people like Bailey do in English. Exactly. And Oscar proudly plugged her YouTube channel. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, really good promo from, from the Kabuki Warriors, which leads to the match, Charlotte and Becky versus the Kabuki Warriors, with the finish being Lynch basically has, um, Zane in uh, the disarmor. In the disarmor. She has, um, yeah, she has her in the disarmor, but Oscar winds up hitting Lynch with the, with the mist, essentially. Yeah. Cause I guess Charlotte, something went on with Charlotte's knee and the ref was distracted, so he didn't catch it. Yeah, so once again, the mist prevails, and then afterwards, the Kabuki Warriors are picking the bones, but Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross do the run-in and wind up clearing the ring, standing victorious with the heels retreating. Yeah, I think my only complaint really is Asuka just has to work on the aim with that mist a little bit. That's my only thing I'm noticing. It seems like her aim might, maybe that's just me seeing it, but it seems like her aim might be a slight Yeah, that one was more like a green dribble. It was almost like her mist needs to eat more oysters, you know? Yeah, it's... (laughs) It, it seems like it seems like she's catching it with the edge rather than just like straight on. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's cool to see her getting to use it. No doubt. Just mm-hmm. got to work on the aim just a little bit. Then she'll be perfect. For sure. Ricochet has a match against Apollo Crews with Ricochet going over. He gives a promo before the match about how he wants to show people that superheroes can exist. And I don't know. Apollo Crews wasn't necessarily working as a heel. So I'm guessing this was just a gray match. Yeah, and this was just, hey, let's see who's the bearer of the two. So. Yeah. Better than what the main event was to top off the night, which is Tyson Fury and Braun Strowman have a face-off in the ring. And it's really the most unrewarding face-off that I've seen in years because they basically come into blows and then they do the whole all the king's horses and all the king's men thing where everyone's gathering around trying to break them up. Then they do the whole leap from one corner of guys into the other corner of guys and then the other guy leap from the other corner. And Strowman gets interviewed backstage about how pissed he is. And then he runs back to the ring and they go back to the all the king's horses and all the king's men. Nothing relevant happens. They, they looked awkward. At certain points, Tyson Fury didn't seem to know what he should be doing physically um i i I thought that it sucked i mean what do you expect from a guy who can't even get trending (laughs) they hyped him up like everybody in their third cousin was supposed to know him this motherfucker wasn't even trending no not at all like what what, what, what are you gonna tell me they couldn't afford john jones like come on now they and the brawl continued after raw went off the air i honestly don't even know if i want to uh want to run the clip 
Uh, let's just say we did. And say, you know what? Let's not and say we didn't. Yeah, like I'm really not interested in seeing it. I think that it went on for too long as it is. How dare they put up a clip of that fight continuing after the show went off? What's right. wrong with when, that? When you can't even trend, you don't get to be clipped. No, definitely not. Nobody knows who the fuck you are, dude. Like you're you're a boxer. You're the sp- <laughs> you're the ROH of combat sports. All right, nobody gives a fuck about who you are. Well, there are people like Kula Ice who have a passion for boxing. You know how he was mm-hmm. fighting diligently for it in the room. Uh, you know, it's not going nowhere. Yeah, damn sure ain't. <laughs> uh, I just can't wait till this bit's over, and then we can move on to fucking people who matter. I can actually trend. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, any other thoughts on Raw or anything else that happened tonight? Yeah, I mean, hey, week two of uh, the new era. It's still, still rolling all right. Hell in the Cell was kind of like the weird pothole there, but I'm definitely ecstatic for Wednesday. There's going to be so much madness on Wednesday. Got the Cruiserweight Championship match, got Darby Allen and Jimmy Havoc. Like, it's, it's too much. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. All right. Yeah. So- so that's it. That's it. All right. Well, that being said, thank you, everyone who has hung out with us for this wonderful episode. Stasis Dreams and Six Slayer and Cool Ice, Willie V2, Emang, Serial Adam 52354, Destin Benoit, Matt Squires, Strider 4. Brother Dean 2010, Mark 710, Saku Hasu, aka Marceline the Vampire Queen, welcome, welcome back. Be, be angry, Lilish, CWR Camp 04, Lauren aka Lugie, Indigo Ferret 291, and Ryer Tucker 14. Congrats on that Thanos snap, my friend. And of course, all of you listening across the airwaves on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, and various other podcatcher apps ladies and gentlemen you've been listening to talk brunch live episode 345 hosted by yours truly rick dara aka captain brunch for myself and destin we are out of here who threw this winger in the ring shut it down